Welcome, everyone, to our 45th episode of DNA Takeover. Without further ado, let's get into our first segment called The Quote of the Week. And uh, this week's quote of the week is A ship in harbor is safe, but that is not what ships are built for. Short and simple. Ooh, wait. A ship in the harbor is safe, but that's not what ships are built for. Oh, I like that. I like mm-hmm. that. Ooh, that was exactly. a little deep. You gotta think about it. <laughs> Say that one again. The quote of the week is, a ship in harbor is safe, but that is not what ships are built for. And that was said by no other than John A. Shedd. So shout out to him, man. He was an author and uh, yeah, an awesome quote. Oh, what's it called? I Wait, really quick. I like. I just want to break that down. I usually, actually, no. Let's make this a little tradition. David, how did, how did, you, how did you take that quote? How did, how did that, break that down for us, man, in, in, the words of David yourself, you know? The How words of wisdom. The words of yes. wisdom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so basically, it's just like you can take the safe route, honestly, but you're not going to get that much production out of it because you are built for more and bigger things than just playing it safe in life. You can do extraordinary things. You've got to get out of your comfort zone and uh, do what, the, what, what your talents are built for, what God gave you these talents, man, and keep on moving with them. I love it. I love it, David. Yo, that one, I actually really like that. You know, it's like very subtle, but it hits different. You know what I mean? I'm going to frame it for you. I'm going to frame it. All right, thank you. But yeah, a little You're Christmas welcome. gift, huh? Is that what we're saying? Yeah. A little yeah. Christmas gift, a little frame. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> this guy. Oh, my gosh, man. Well, keep it going for us. Keep it going. All right, but without further ado, Eric, we do have two audio messages in the queue right now. And uh, you know who it's from. It's from our boy, Mr. Motivation. Shout out to you, of man. Of course. And uh, I want to play your audio message. Let's do it. Hi, it's D-Rod 09. Oh, this is a breakage in my voice. Hold on. <coughs> Sorry, that was nasty. Eric Hines, D-Rod 09. It's your boy, Mr. Motivation. In the building. You already know what time it is. D-E, meet me at the rim. You already know what it is, what it is, what it is. Lose a circle, lose a circle, lose a circle, win a circle. Yeah, the Jets took that L, the Giants took that L, and the Ravens took that L. But the Chiefs, my homeboy, he didn't play that well. He only had one touchdown rushing. But that defense looked great. That defense looked great. You let a team go 12 minutes, and they still don't score anything. So, yeah. The Chiefs are got to get the offense rolling, which is kind of weird to say, but they're gonna be fine. What's up with the Ravens? He's not MVP. Oh. Lamar Jackson's not MVP. Oh. I I don't care. Mark Andrews had it, bro. He had it. Yes, yes, Mr. Motivations. I've been saying that for the last thirteen weeks of the NFL. Lamar Jackson's not MVP. I'm so glad that people are hopping on that on that bandwagon right there. Awesome. Oh my god, yo, guys, guys, we need to relax. We need to relax, okay? <laughs> listen, listen. listen. Listen, I got to get my bias side out, Mr. Motivations. You know how this goes. I got to get my bias side out so I can feel good, man. Listen, it's painful sometimes, but let me just get it out really quick. Lamar's MVP. I don't care what anybody else says. He will lift the trophy at the oh end gosh. of the He'll lift it. He'll lift it. And then at that at, at that moment, um, I hope Davis realizes that he needs to go invest in a Lamar Jackson jersey. That's the best thing that he can invest. <laughs> at that point, he needs to and, – and, you know, Mr. Motivations, honestly, honestly – 
I won't even call you. I won't even call you at this point, man. You know, if he wins MVP, I need to see you in a Lamar Jackson jersey, man. You, I need <laughs> to see both of y'all in a nice little Lamar Jackson jersey, kissing on little, kissing that badge. That's how we do it right here. All right. Now, besides the point, right? Listen. Overall, if you you said what's going on with the Ravens, first of all, I wanted to check really quick something before I commented. All right, in a sense, I understand, like, he was repping the Chiefs, right? And I understand he likes Mahomes and stuff. But at the same time, I ain't going to let your Panthers get away with one. You know, they technically still did take an L over, like, in, in the sense of, like, the bye week. The, pa- the Not the Patriots. The Buccaneers still did win. You know what I mean? So, like, it's like an L slash dub at the same time. But, like, they didn't play, so whatever. But um, that's just me coming at you because my team lost. But reg- <laughs> reg- regardless, um, the Ravens, did not pick this as a prediction game, David. You did, and we will get into it because I'm so excited to talk about that one. Oh, my gosh, bro. So, you know, Mr. Motivations, I'm just going to leave it at that. You know, we'll go into it. We're going to get into it because I have it as a prediction game, so we have to go over it, unfortunately. But, yeah. Yes. All right. He's like, you really enjoyed his voice? Oh, my gosh, bro. It's so great because, like, you know, you're 8-4 and on the season, and just doesn't it feel good to lose a couple of games, right? Doesn't it feel good? No, what? No. no. What? <laughs> Yo, get the guy. He needs medicine, bro. He's not talking. <laughs> but without further ado, Eric, let's move on to the next audio message from Mr. Motivations. Let's do it. Finish with that point. Mark Andrews had it, bro. Like, you got to put that ball on him. Like, you got to put it on him. And then he going to fobble it. So, I mean, you can give a little bit of credit to Mark. I like the I like the play call and they got what they want. But if you action Jackson, if you MVP like you say he is, Eric, he's got to put that ball on him so oh, they can exactly. win this game. This is a game they should have won. They should put the Steelers exactly. away and they didn't. So I'm disappointed in the Ravens. It's the second sloppy game that I've seen from Lamar Jackson, and you let life support Ben Roethlisberger get a win on you. I don't understand <laughs> that. Um, so yeah, I'm kind of disappointed in the Ravens. All the divisions are tied at eight and four. Bill Belichick eight and four going into this game tonight. Number one in the AFC. So from worst to first, well, not really worst, but you know, from a bad sucky season last year to now being number one and possibly can keep that if he can beat the Bills tonight, which I think he will actually. So yeah, we got a lot to talk about. Let's break it down. A lot, a lot, but Eric, since you talk about Lamar Jackson being MVP, I don't want to. I don't want to have to bring that up for you again. You know, I'll let you slide on that one. But, but uh, you know, the Patriots play tonight. They are the number one team in the AFC, like Mr. Motivation said, at 8-4. and four, And they are versing their division rivals, the Buffalo Bills, at Buffalo. So, it might be a, this is going to be a really interesting game. And I'm looking for the game of the week, actually, to be this one. And uh, yeah. if the Patriots yeah, actually- win it, they go 9-4. and four. Bills win it, they go 8-4. and four. Patriots go down 8-5. and five. Very interesting tonight. Uh, listen, all I'm going to say is this. Let's not forget the times. That Lamar did clutch up for the team. Okay? Let's not forget them. I understand. Bro, come on. Uh, hey, hey, there's nothing wrong with that. That's not biased. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm just defending him at that point. Let's not forget them. All right. So I want to say, we'll go into it. We'll dive into it. We'll, we'll, we will, we will cover everything like you said, like Mark Andrews, that situation that happened at the end of the game. We'll cover everything. No worries. No worries. Oh, we but will. We will. Let's get into it, though. David, lead us into it, man. Lead us into it. All right. Yes, yes, yes. Let's get into it. And without uh, further ado, Eric, I got to go back to Thursday for you because you had an NFL prediction on Thursday night football. 
And uh, it was against uh, the Dallas Cowboys against the New Orleans Saints. And uh, is it New Orleans or New Orleans? How's it I going? say uh, I, I, think, I don't think it like matters, but like, I. <gasps> No, no, no. It doesn't matter. It definitely does not. Like, some people say New Orleans. Some people say New Orleans. I say New Orleans. But, like, like New Orleans, New Orleans, same thing. Like, I New, or- New Orleans? New Orleans Saints? I don't know. Whatever. But they versus the Saints. <laughs> and uh, the Cowboys, you said, Eric, you said that the Cowboys are going to beat the Saints 31 to 12. And uh, I can say that the Cowboys did beat the, the Saints 27 to 17. So I give you a point for the team. I cannot give you a point for the score. You also okay. said that Taysom Hill, the starting quarterback of the Saints, is going to throw one or more interceptions. And <laughs> he didn't do it once. He didn't do it twice. He didn't do it three times. He did it four times for you. So you get a point for that. Then we move on to the Cowboys side. You said that Dak Prescott is going to have two or more touchdowns. And a quiet game for Dak. He only had one touchdown and an interception. So can I give you a point for that? If you only get two out of four, it brings your total up to 55. It is currently... 55 to 49, Eric. So, what's your thoughts on that before I go in there? I'm, I'm, I'm not mad at that. You know, uh, I really wish, like, come on, Dak. What? I was I was really expecting Dak to at least get two touchdowns at this game. But, hey, I'm not going to be mad at it. I still got two points out of it. That's all I'm going to say. Keep going, my guy. All right. All right. But uh, without further ado, let's move into the New Orleans Saints. And uh, we got to go with the quarterback, Taysom Hill. Uh, he had he went 19 for 41, 264 yards, two touchdowns. That looks like a good game. And then all of a sudden he throws four interceptions. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, but in his defense, though, I will say this. He did injure his, his uh, I think it was his middle finger or his pointer finger on his throwing hand uh, in, like, the second quarter. So, like, that did have a lot to do with it. He was under-throwing passes. And uh, that's when he started to use his legs more, which you see in the next category because it is the rushing department. And the leading rusher is Taysom Hill, the quarterback. 11 carries for 101 yards, uh, averaging 9.2 yards per carry. And then right behind him was Mark Andrews with 28 yards rushing with 10 carries. Man, quarterback's like looking like a Lamar Jackson running back out here. But we move on to receiving. We got Deontay Harris with four receptions, 96 yards, and a touchdown. Little Jordan Humphrey with two receptions, 49 yards, and a touchdown as well. But um, we move on to the defense, the fumbles tied, you know, the, the, the Daniel Jones side, the Butterfingers apartment. And we got Garrett Griffin with one fumble. And then we move on interceptions. We got Marshawn Lattimore with an interception for 15 yards. And then on the defensive side, we got the leading tackler, Keon Alexander, with nine total tackles, seven solo. And then we had P.J. Williams with eight tackles, one sack, one tackle for a loss. But after that, no more sacks for this team. Very quiet on defense against a very – Good Saints defense, but we move on to the Dallas Cowboys side. And we had Dak Prescott going 26 for 40, 238 yards, one touchdown, and an interception. We move on to the rushing department. Tony Pollard, seven carries for 71 yards and a touchdown. And then receiving, he had C.D. Lamb, seven receptions, 89 yards. Uh, Dalton Schultz, five receptions, 643 yards. And Amari Cooper's first game back since being off the COVID reserve list. And he had two catches for 41 yards. And Michael Gallup had a touchdown, 36 yards, and five receptions. And we move on to the fumbles department. We got Anthony Brown, who forced the fumble. And then we go into interceptions. We got Drayvon, uh, Dray, uh, Jayon Curse with an interception. Uh, Damatiz Akazmi. I can't pronounce his name. I'm sorry. One interception <laughs> as well. 
Carlos Watkins with an interception. Trevon Diggs adding another interception to his list. And uh, that's all the interceptions they had. They had a total of four. But the leading tackler was Anthony Brown with 10 total tackles, nine solo. But um, Keen O'Neal had a sack and a tackle for a loss. J. Ron Kirst had two tackles for a loss. And uh, Micah Parsons had a sack and a tackle for a loss as well. So they're sharing the love a little bit on defense. But that's pretty much all she wrote on this game. But Eric, uh, Cowboys finally get back on a winning streak after losing three of their last four games. They are finally they're in the win column. They're now 8-4, and four, uh, I think the number four spot in the playoffs. And uh, they are top of their division. Uh, even though I feel like I expected the Dallas Cowboys to win, uh, I don't really feel like it's a very satisfying win. What do you think? Um, no, not really, in my opinion. I agree. Um, first of all, really quick, I just want to say, what a name. His name, this guy's name is Little Jordan Humphrey. You mentioned it earlier. Yeah. <laughs> Little Jordan? Like, his, on his government papers, it says Little Jordan. Like, it's crazy. As a, but, regardless, I just want to play it out really quick. But, um, you know, it's a 10-point W. I mean... Defensively, it was good. I mean, but you can't really tell if it was really that good because it's Taysom Hill. No offense, but like he was not like he got injured. Like you said, it affects it. That affects it. But um, overall, the Dallas Cowboys. I expected them to win this game. There's nothing really much to. They they should be winning this game. Like you, they shouldn't be hyped unless it was like thirty something to seventeen. Then that's a different story. You know, it's like oh, we dominated the Saints. They they still beat them by ten, but it's like it's not like a crazy crazy dominating game. Um. Overall, thinking about the, the Dallas Cowboys right now, the position that they're in for playoffs, either way, I'm just going to say this right now. I I thought highly of them in the beginning of the season. They're not winning a playoff game. I think it's, I think it's obvious. <laughs> I think it's obvious. I'm not like, I, it's so sad to say because I honestly, like, I've, this team is not bad on paper, but like, they're just not winning a playoff game. It's just not, the, the, the um, NFC is so top heavy when you really think about it. It's like a solid, what, like six teams? Am I, am I bugging? It, like a solid six teams at top. Yeah, you got the like Cardinals, Cardinals, Green Bay, Tampa Bay, right? Uh, Dallas. Yeah, the Rams. I'll put the Rams in the, there. Why not? Yeah. So, like, in other words, wait. Yeah. So, wait. Can I, wait. Let me let me pull it up. Why am I why am I trying to question myself? Let me just pull it up. I'll find it right now. But looking at it conference wise, or we'll look at it playoff wise, actually. You look at the you look at the NFC. It's yeah, Arizona, Green Bay, Tampa Bay, Dallas, and then Rams. That's five, right? After that, it's any it goes for anybody, literally anyone. You know what I mean? It like the Washington, 49ers, Eagles, Vikings, Panthers, Giants, Saints, anyone, anyone. Literally at that point, it could be it could be anybody. But when you really look at it, the Dallas Cowboys are in the middle of the pack, which means that they'll end up versing one of those big big time teams, most likely. Right, and if that ends up happening, if they don't get a higher seed, um, they're not winning their first round. No, without a doubt, they're not winning their first round. Because out of all those five teams that I just listed, they're the worst one. So, <laughs> like, and it's like it's it's hard to say because it's like they're not a bad football team, but they're not one of the best football teams in in, in the NFC. So, that that's how I feel about it, man. Yeah, I mean, I was in this game. I was expecting more of a blowout victory uh, for the Cowboys, at least. But their offense was kind of slow in this game. Dak Prescott threw a touchdown only and had an interception as well while going 26 for 40. So very slow on the offensive night for them. But that's yeah. all I have to say on this game. Pretty much the, the score sums it up. Dallas are now 8-4 and four and the Saints dropped to 5. 
and seven, losing five straight games in the season for the first time under the Sean Payton era. So, how about those fun facts for you? <laughs> oh my gosh! All right, well, David, if you don't mind, I'm gonna go ahead and play these next two audio audio messages. What do you say? Let's do it. All right, this next one is from Miss. The next two actually are from Mr. Motivations. Here we go. Let's hear it. If Taysom Hill had threw those four interceptions and still won the game, he might be considered MVP. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bro. Uh, you guys got jokes, huh? You guys got I jokes. I think so. I think so. Hey, hey, Mr. Motivations, I told Eric, if Taysom Hill gets four uh, four or more touchdowns last last time, that Eric has to buy me an NFL jersey. And uh, what I should have said is that Taysom Hill gets four or more interceptions. I think, Eric, I think you misheard me. I said interceptions I, instead of touchdowns. Stop it. Dude, I, you know why? You know why I know that's a fact? It's because if you would have said that, I wouldn't have agreed. I'd have, I'd have been like, yeah, he's going to throw four interceptions. So, no, thank you. I'd have been no, like, no. I, th- I said four interceptions. So I, I, I'm telling you, I think I look good in the Saquon jersey. I don't know. Just saying. Yeah, you are. You are okay, go ahead. I'll buy you a Lamar Jackson jersey. Don't worry. No. So, uh, no. Nah, nah. Stop lying. Stop uh-huh. <laughs> Oh, my gosh, man. Hey, let's go ahead and go on to the next. Oh, and by the way, no, he would not be considered MVP because his father is Lamar Jackson. Okay, so go ahead. What? <laughs> go <ahead>. what? <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. I basically, any rushing quarterback, any quarterback that can that can run well in the league is under Lamar Jackson. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> no. But. Regardless, let's go ahead and go to the next one, which is from Mr. Motivations. Here we go. Wow. You know the Saints, Falcons, or the Giants not making it. Chill out, yeah. man. Yeah, it's yeah. not anyone. I think Washington got the best shot. I think what? Nah, let me not go that far. Never mind. I'm going to chill out on that. But Washington got a good shot. 49ers got a good shot. Uh, I would say the Panthers got a good shot, but I need to see them coming out of the bye next week. Um, but Falcons don't look good enough. The Saints don't look good enough. Russell Wilson will be the Saints quarterback next year. Hmm? No, he won't. No. Um, He's going to the Giants. So, yeah. He's going to the Giants. Russell Wilson's <laughs> going to the Giants. Oh, my gosh, man. Hey, Mr. Motivations, I will say this much, though. I'm just going to read you from the seed. Like, I'm looking at the playoff standings right now, right? And from the sixth seed all the way down until, like, there's a real difference, okay? So, you have the Washington football team, 6-6. Six and six. 49ers, 6-6. Six and six. Philadelphia Eagles, 6-7. Six and seven. All right? Minnesota Vikings, 5-7. and seven. Carolina Panthers, 5-7. and seven. Atlanta Falcons, 5-7. and seven. New Orleans Saints, 5-7. and seven. The Giants are 4-8, and eight, right? Yes, sir! Yeah, two more wins. <laughs> Listen, my point is, is like, Yes, I can understand you saying, like, they're not making it because they're just not a good enough football team. But if you look at it record-wise, right, right now, for example, you give the Giants one win and all those other teams lose, they're all tied on record. Anybody can take it at that point, right? You look at you look at the Panthers. The Panthers get one more win and the Washington football team lose. Panthers can jump up to the sixth seed and they're 10th right now. You know what I mean? Like... The Fal- same thing with the Falcons. Same thing with the Saints. It's 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 too close to call. It's way they're all everyone. You know what you know what the the common denominator is. Whoever is the sixth and seventh seed of the of the playoffs for the NFC um for the NFC conference is losing first round. That's all you can say. Nah, 
Whoever's six and seven is gonna lose first round. They're not winning first round. Not if it's the Giants. Bro, they got you either you're seeing either either Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady. You're not winning. Yo, you're not winning. Who 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 did we beat for two Super Bowl rings? Tom Brady. Oh my god. <laughs> That's what you had Eli. It's a good... <laughs> oh, yes. Who did we beat for two Super Bowl? <laughs> All right, man. Well, let's go ahead. Oh, we have no more audio messages. All right. So I'm gonna go ahead and move on to your game, David. All right. Let's do it. Let's do it. So on Sunday, David had picked the Washington football team versus the Las Vegas Raiders. The um and I can say that David said that he said that the Raiders were going to win 24 to 17. And David, I'm sorry to inform you, but the Raiders lost to the Washington football team 17 to 15. Very boring game. Very boring game. But they lost 17 to 15 um to to Washington so I can't give you a point for the team or the score right now you did say that Derek Carr would have would have over 250 50 yards and he he got done for you within his just with passing alone he got 200 actually no he didn't he didn't get it done for you just your passing alone he got 249 but then he gets it done for you in the rushing as well because he has 24 rushing yards so we give you a point for that and then you also said that Taylor Heineke would throw one or more touchdowns and Taylor Heineke got that done for you cuz he had two touchdowns in this game so you get two out of four points out of that this, really quick, how are you feeling about that? How are you feeling about that score? Uh, it's annoying. I'm annoyed. I'm You're annoyed. No- I'm annoyed. Why? Because I only got one point. Derek you Carr got two. Was you one- got two. No, I didn't. I got one. No, Derek Carr. Um, you said Derek Carr over 250 yards, right? Oh, and you got oh, that. Okay, huh? Oh, I, I thought I misread. I'm sorry. I misheard you. Yeah, you got two. You got two. You got two. I messed. I messed up the. I messed up saying it, but you got two. Oh, then other than that, you know, I'm I'm happy. I'm happy. All right, I'll take it. I'll take okay. It. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! All right, well, that leaves the score. David, correct me if I'm wrong. The score is fifty to fifty-five now, correct? It is fifty fifty-one to fifty-five. Fifty? I thought you had forty-eight. Oh no, I had forty-nine. This guy's adding points. I don't know. Uh, no, 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 I don't no. know about that. I'll go back. VAR will check it after the show. 49. Mm. 49. 49. Um, or I'm not sure. No, I'm kidding. All right. What am I? Well, what am I? Like the, the, the fox from Dora? Swiper the, the sneaky fox? <laughs> Adding some stuff? You have 49? Why don't I have that written down anywhere? That's very coincidental. I have that written down. I don't down. know. Hmm. I don't know. I, feel, it feels a little I don't know. <laughs> I, think, I think you're just not writing down my points. Stop it. All right, well, it's 51-55 then. It's 51-55. But mm-hmm. let's run down this game really quick. So, um, I'll go over the Rangers stats first, the losing side of things. Right, you had Derek Carr, sit from Toy Story, 28 for 38, 249 yards, no touchdowns, and no interceptions. That was just basically it for Derek Carr. He just had a couple yards, made a couple passes, that was it. But um, going to the rushing side of things, yeah, Josh Jacobs lead the team in rushing with, 52, with 13 carries for 52 yards and one touchdown. And after that, you had Derek Carr with two carries for 24 yards. Going into the receiving end of things, you had Hunter Renfro leading the team in, in yards for receiving with nine receptions for 102 yards. And then you had Josh Jacobs right behind him with, with nine receptions for 38 yards. Um, and that's pretty much all she wrote for um for the receiving end of things. There was no fumbles in the in for the um for the Raiders as well. Um the one interception came from Nate Hobbs. 
So um, you took it back for nine yards as a whole. You also had um, where is he? Nayaz. There you go. Nine total tackles, four solo tackles, um, one tackle for a loss, and one pass deflected. Um, and then leading the team in total tackles was Denzel Perryman having a great season. Um, he had twelve total tackles, nine solo tackles, one tackle for a loss, and one QB hit. But then only, the only person to get a sack for the Raiders was um Malcolm Kuntz. Is that you said that? Kuntz? Yeah, it sounds right. Right. Uh, well, these names are Malcolm, so hard to pronounce. <laughs> Malcolm Kuntz with one sack. He had one tackle, one solo tackle, one sack, one um one tackle for a loss, and one QB hit as well. And for the kicking end of things, you had Dan- Daniel Carlson with went three for three and as long as 52. So we give him some props for that. But that's pretty much all that, that she wrote for the Raiders. Going into the Washington Football Club now, you had Taylor Heineke with went 23 for 30. Very accurate in his passing. He had only 196 passing yards, two touchdowns and one interception. Right. Going to the rushing end of things, you had Antonio Gibson lean the team in total yardage with 23 carries for 88 yards. Right. Going into receiving end of things. You had um, Logan Thomas leading the team in receiving with three receptions for 48 yards and one touchdown. Um, you also had Antonio Gibson with a, re- with a receiving touchdown. He had 25 receptions for 23 yards and a touchdown as well. Um, going in, there was no fumbles for the Washington Football Club as well. And there was no interceptions because Derek, Derek Carr didn't throw any interceptions or touchdowns. But um, going into the defensive end of things, you had Cole Holcomb um, with... 10 total tackles, 7 total tackles, and 2 passes deflected. Um, and then you had James Smith-Williams with a half a sack. You had Matt. Oh, my gosh. What a name. Lonidas? Lonidas? Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt Lonidas. Go oh, ahead. Yeah, I think it's... Uh, I, I remember they pronounced that. It's Idenis. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Or I don't Lo- know. That's what it is. Lonidas. Lonidas? Lonidas? Uh, something like that. Something like that. Something around those lines. But um, he had a sack. As well, Jonathan Allen had a, had a half a sack, um, and that is pre- and Brian Johnson went one for one on the kicking with forty eight yard with forty eight yards being his longest. But that's pretty much all she wrote for the stats in that game. David, oh, uh, run us down on this, man. How are we feeling about this? The Raiders lose to the Washington Football Club. What's going on with that? Oh, uh, such a boring game. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Yes. Uh, they always have a couple of these every week where it's just like you just don't want to watch. You rather watch paint dry than watch these games. Like, honestly, oh, so boring. Oh, my gosh. Like, 17 to 15, the Las Vegas Raiders. You got Derek Carr, who has one of the most passing yards in the NFL, only throw for 249 yards and no touchdowns. And uh, you score. This is where I get a little mixed up. Because remember that game against the, the Raiders against the Dallas Cowboys on Thanksgiving? Yup. How many points did the, did the Raiders score? 36, correct? Or 33? Yeah. 33? No, it was 36. Scored, but they won the game. 36, 36. And they scored 15. Come on. <laughs> you know, like, there's no offense in this game. Honestly, uh, these Raiders, I'm disappointed in them. They're a very inconsistent team. Uh, they, they win against a good team, like the Cowboys, and they lose against a decent team like the Washington football team. Like, I just don't understand it. Man, Raiders, you got to wake up because you're not going to win games like this. And you are going to – not going to – you're, I think you're tied for third in your division right now, tied with, uh, tied with uh, Denver Broncos in that position. But you need to wake up now because you got the last couple of games. I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think there's another five games left. But you got to wake up now because it's the the time starting to chip away, and you got to start getting Ws. But very disappointing offensively on the 
Las Vegas Raiders. Now I want to just like add the stat because you mentioned his um his um his yardage. Derek Carr is second in the league for most yard for most yards with three thousand six hundred and sixty three. That's what and, I'm saying. And they scored fifteen points. <laughs> they scored fifteen points. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, I'm insane. Look, and and I'm I'm over here laughing. Meanwhile, he destroyed me first week. I still didn't forget about it. I still didn't forget about it. It's all right. Pay- they're not they're not going anywhere this year. It's so sad. They're too inconsistent. But hey, man, that's all. I agree with you. It's like watching pain dry. Literally, um, let me pull this back up because I want to pull up the stats really quick as well. But first, look, just I'm just gonna read you the score line. Um, each quarter, right? First quarter, you had, um, Washington get one touchdown, right? And then you had second quarter. The Raiders get one field goal, right? Third quarter, the Raiders get one field goal. And fourth quarter was, like, the best version of it because Washington had 10 points, Raiders got fit, got got nine points. You know what I mean? But overall, it's just, like, it was just slow. It was just so slow, so boring. I'm sorry. You, so know, and you know what's sad about this all? What? Is that the Jets had more points than both of these teams in this week. Jets had 18, Washington football team had seven, and – the Raiders had 15. And the Jets aren't good offensively. So, hey, man, it is what it is. But um, without further ado, man, I'm going to throw it back over to you. Go ahead and go into my next game. All right, man. And I'm very excited uh, to go over this game. Because, oh, wait. Know, it was... No! Yeah. Oh, my... <laughs> I'm so glad you passed it over because I'm very excited to talk about this one. Because it had a, <laughs> a very uh, important ending. And you understand why if you watch this game. But, Ladies and gentlemen, Eric predicted on the Baltimore Ravens game and the Pittsburgh Steelers game, division rivals, and Eric said that the Baltimore Ravens were going to win 24-14. to 14. And Eric, I am proud to say that your Baltimore Ravens lost 20-19. to 19. So I cannot give you a point for the team or the score. However, you did say that Lamar Jackson was going to get at least one touchdown, and he got you that in the last two minutes of the game. So very slow night for him offensively, but I give you a point for that. And you also said Najee Harris was going to stay under 100 yards rushing, and he only had 71. So I can give you another point for that. You finish off two out of four with that prediction, which brings your total up to 57. So it's currently 57 to 51, Eric. But regardless, uh, Eric, how are you feeling, man? I know your team lost, but you still got two out of four points for that one. Just, just keep talking. I don't even want to. Right, I'm so All right. I got you. I got you. I got you. Uh... We move on. I'm so happy to say this next part. We move on to the losing side of the stats, and that is the Baltimore Ravens. And uh, we look at the passing. We got Lamar Jackson uh, going 23 for 37, 253 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. And you in the rushing. Then again, you got the running back again, Lamar Jackson, going eight carries, 55 <laughs> yards. Right behind him is the real running back, Devontae Freeman, getting 52 yards on 40, 14 carries and a touchdown. But – Move on to receiving. We got Marquise Hollywood Brown going, getting five receptions for 55 yards. Mark Andrews, Mark Andrews, my fantasy tight end, only getting me nine points this week, which I was very disappointed about. He had four receptions for 50 yards. And then Sammy Watkins had four receptions for 39 yards and a touchdown. We move on to the Butterfingers department, and we had Lamar Jackson fumbling. Oh, my gosh. Uh, we got better call this thing the, the Lamar Jackson segment instead of the, instead of the Daniel Jones popcorn, no? I don't know. Maybe it's just a suggestion. But we move on to the defensive side. We got Brandon Williams having a leading the team in tackles with 11, having six solo and one tackle for a loss. And the only sack of the whole game goes from Calais Campbell with one sack. 
and uh, two tackles. So very quiet game for the Baltimore Ravens defense, which is very uh, which could lead to the why the score is so uh, the Steelers winning this game. But move on to the Steelers. Then we had Big Ben, who breaking news announced that he might retire after this year. Uh, but Big Ben went twenty one for thirty one. 236 yards and two touchdowns, no interceptions. Solid game for Big Ben. He did what he had to do. And we move on to Najee Harris in the rushing game. 21 carries, 71 yards, no touchdowns. We move on to receiving Deontay Johnson with eight receptions, 105 yards, two touchdowns. Awesome game for him. And then behind him was play, uh, Chase Playpool, two receptions, 52 yards. And we move on to the fumbles. And uh, the guy who fumbled it, Eric, uh, he's one of my favorite defensive guys in the league, TJ Watt. TJ Watt had that forced fumble. And we move on to the interceptions part. We had Micah Fitzpatrick with an interception. And then we move on to defense. The leading tackler was no other than Micah Fitzpatrick with nine, seven solo. And then TJ Watt, what a night he had. Six uh. total tackles, five solo, three and a half sacks, and three tackles for a loss. My God, this guy was on fire in this game. And then we move on to another guy who had an awesome game too. Chris Wormley with five total tackles. Three solo, two and a half sacks, and two tackles for a loss. Cameron Hayward with one sack, two tackles for a loss. And Alex and Alex Highsmith with two tackles for a loss as well. But that that sums up all of this game. Eric, I want to ask you a question because I'm not going to bash Lamar Jackson. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be serious with this. But I want to ask your opinion. What was the main reason why the Baltimore Ravens lost this game? Was it because they got outplayed or just because they weren't producing anything? No, 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 no. Oh, my God. I'm sure. Yo, I look at TJ Watt's stat line, and my chest gets tight. Oh, my God. <laughs> Eric, that's a heart attack. Uh, <laughs> well, in my opinion, just looking up, the, just based off the stats, okay? Yeah. The reason we lost this game was because no one can freaking protect Lamar Jackson. Bro, how many sacks did he have? How many? <laughs> They had six sacks on uh, seven sacks on Lamar Jackson. Seven. <laughs> you know how many? I mean, you know how many sacks we had on Big Ben? One. Oh my gosh, bro! It was just not. I'm not saying we already know the Steelers' defense is not like it's a good defense when it's at their best, but like, ah, uh, their defense just played awesome. I can't say we're just being realistic, right? I don't like. I don't know how we're eight and four. I'll be honest with you. I just doesn't make it just <laughs> it doesn't make sense to me. Like we just like doing this. We just like making everything difficult. It's so annoying. Lamar Jackson literally struggles to throw the football, and it, it irritates me. Oh my gosh! And like this game wasn't even one of his worst games. That's the sad part. And we still lost. And it's like, but overall, we're gonna talk about. The, we gotta talk about them. You asked me. Why do I think we lost? Why do I think we lost? Because that one last one last play. That's why we lost. That's the real reason. Let's be honest. But let's break it down. Okay. In my opinion, right, I think both players are in the sense at fault. And the reason I say that, I think Lamar Jackson is a little bit more at fault than Mark Andrews is. And for anyone who doesn't know, what happened was it came down to a two-point conversion and Lamar, all he did was was dump it off to Mark Andrews, and Mark Andrews was basically gonna like steamroll into the into the end zone. It was gonna be it was gonna be a touchdown or a two point conversion, and Lamar overthrew him, and Andrews dropped the ball. So the reason I say it's a little bit of both is because I know like as a receipt like a receiver, and I know he's a tight end, but regardless, 
if the ball touches your hands, the rule is that you you can catch, right? If and look, he got a full like palm on it, right? He just it was just too far to reach, but he did get a full palm on it. Now the reason I don't blame him entirely is because if it, he shouldn't have to reach that far, it's like playing catch in the backyard. It was that that's how far the throw was. It wasn't that it wasn't that hard to make, and he overthrew him. It's like if he just puts that on his chest, on his on like on like just right there. It's literally kind of like a dump off. It would have been it would have been perfectly fine. He would have got into that end zone. He would have got into that end zone. It's Mark Andrews. He would have definitely got in there. But ah, uh, we don't do it. I'm not mad that we did. I'm I'm happy that we went for it. Actually, I'm I'm not mad at that at all because we got what we wanted. It was the good look, right? It's what we were looking for. It just didn't work out. Right, but that's our culture. That's what we do around here. We go for it. We go for our wins. We don't. We don't play, like we don't play for ties. We come in to win in four quarters, and that's it. We don't want to go to overtime. But hey, man, it is what it is. Um, that's all I gotta say on it, man. What is, I know you waiting to say something. So yeah, on 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 the last play, I agree with you. I think Mark Andrews on that two point conversion. It's technically like like the the, the rule that we grew up with is like. If someone catches the ball, especially in baseball too, if the if the if the ball catches your glove, in this case football, the glove if the ball catches you, if, if the ball catches if, your, if the ball touches your gloves or your hands, it's like you have to catch it, like in a sense. Yeah. But I think a bigger fault is Lamar Jackson in this play because, as you can see, he was getting a little little rushed, maybe a little bit, but he had enough time to make a nice throw to Mark Andrews to get easy easy walk in two point conversion. But he made it too far out, and Mark Andrews had to reach. And uh, uh, that pretty much summed up the game that Lamar Jackson was having. He had a sloppy game. He had a, a fumble and an interception. And uh, he just wasn't getting anything done productive on, on offense. He only had 555 rushing yards. The Steelers this, And one thing I want to mention, and just popped in my head right now, reason why the Steelers won this game and why many teams are doing, being successful against Lamar Jackson many defenses is because they are blitzing him. They are making him make quick things. When you give Lamar Jackson too much time, he gets time to survey the field. And if he doesn't have anything, guess what he does? He gets out of the pocket and he runs. Yeah. But when you shut that down his time, give him like two seconds max, he's got like nothing to do, not, nowhere to go. He's got to, it makes him rely on throwing the football. And uh, we all know he's not that, he's not the best quarterback when it comes to throwing the football. So I think the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Miami Dolphins too, they did an excellent job of blitzing Lamar Jackson in this game. So very impressed by the defenses of the Steelers in this game. See, and like I want to like just like like go off what you just said as well. It's just as you have to think of it this way as well. This guy is not under when there's no pressure under him. I believe he can throw the football, and even when there's no pressure under under him, he still manages to 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 make bad throws. You know what I mean? Like that's just realistic. Even when there's no pressure, sometimes he just makes bad throws. But when you mm. put him under pressure, right? He and he and he has to think quickly whether he has to scramble or not. And sometimes it's hard for him to scramble because if you're blitzing everything, everything, right? Usually, if they every if you're if you're versing the Ravens, you gotta put up a QB spot. You know what I mean? Like it's just it always has to happen, right? He has there has to be someone sitting there just waiting for him to just waiting for him to run. Now, if they blitz him and he has to make a quick decision. Right, and he sees someone waiting to pop him when he gets out the when he gets out the pocket, right? And he looks, he looks, he looks, he goes to throw it now. He's not very good at throwing, so it's like now he's under pressure having to throw the football when when he's not under pressure, he doesn't always complete his passes. You know what I mean? So it just mm-hmm. makes makes it even worse. 
So that's why it's like he I, – I guarantee you the player that Lamar Jackson is right now, like – well, not exactly like right now at 745 at night, but <laughs> I'm saying like he will be at practice and that's the one thing that they'll be working on. Being able to handle pressure and still throw the football in the pocket. That's what they need to be working on because he can do everything else. It's just that needs to be fixed, like, ASAP. Because if that's not fixed, then we'll get shut down almost every single game. Maybe he needs some tips from Tom Brady. Because Tom Brady's the best from throwing in the pocket. But other than that, Eric, uh, we move on to an audio message from Biggie Sports. So, man, shout out to you, man. Uh, Welcome again. And uh, we're going to play your audio message. Here we go. Hey, D&E Takeover. How you doing, guys? Uh, not that my opinion means anything, but I got to tell you what. It does. You got to admire that car call by Harbaugh. I just joined the show, so if I sound contrary, I might not be. You have to respect Harbaugh for that call. I agree absolutely. You, Like Herm Edwards said, you play to win the game. It was uh, a good play call. Andrews had every opportunity to make the catch. I think nine out of ten times he makes that catch. And you got to have the courage to lose in sports. And I admire Harbaugh for doing that. Oh, yeah. Biggie Sport, I 100% agree with that. I like coaches who are aggressive in their play calling, like a, like a, like a Harbaugh or like many. I'm trying to think of another coach. Uh, mm, I'll, I'll go Cliff Kingsbury, too. Like these young coaches, Sean McVay, they like, they like going for those, uh, those aggressive play callings, which some, sometimes work. But sometimes in this instance, they don't work. But that's just like, it's what you got to play with sometimes. Sometimes you got to, I forgot how this expression goes. Like what, play with a two-edged sword or something? I don't know. Like you got to take that risk. Listen, I, I fully agree as well. I think, I, I, loved, I love that. It makes the game interesting for the fans as well. Not, not that that matters. Not, that's not what they're worried about. But overall, you this is what this team does. We play to win games, right? And... We, we've done it so many times this season as well. You know what I mean? Like, we, there's been several times where we go for it on fourth down. Or, we, like, we go for everything. You know what I mean? We go for the win all the time. Mm-hmm. Right? So, and this instance, we were going to win the game. You know what I mean? It was just a mistake. It's not like we made the wrong decision. It was just a mistake by the players. Coach did everything he could. But we just, the players just need to perform what he told them to do. And that's, at the end of the day, that's not what happened. So... But I don't, yeah. I don't, I agree, man. I don't blame them at all. Oh, I think the expression is you live by the sword and you die by the sword. Yes. I've heard that. I found it. I found it, ladies and gentlemen. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, Dave, if you don't mind, we'll go ahead and play the next audio message. What do you say? Let's do it. All right. This ne- And also, really quick, Biggie Sports, your opinion does matter. I, I yes, like, it does. He said that before. I was like, no, like it does. But either way. Uh, let's go ahead and go on to the next one, which is from Biggie Sports as well. Here we go. Hey, guys, you know, like Eric said, they're going to be working on this with practice. Let's not forget, and I don't think anybody is, let's let's not forget how young Lamar still is. Mm. You know, he's working with a running back that I don't even think was on the roster when this season started. <laughs> it's no, It's no secret that, they're going to have to specialize for a little while in the wide receivers that they get him. They really need an efficient third down back out of the backfield that can catch the ball really, really well. Mm-hmm. They'll fine-tune this team, get the right players around him, 
And I'm, I'm absolutely sure that he'll slowly but positively start to improve his game. I think for any Baltimore Raven fan, this is a good problem to have. Oh, 100%. And Biggie Sports, uh, I'm a New York Jets and Giants fan. So I would much rather have with the Baltimore Ravens, if they call that a problem, have than have a New York situation <laughs> that we're having at the moment. So I would take Lamar Jackson like that situation all the time instead of having a Zach Wilson throw four interceptions or a Daniel Jones uh, fumble the ball and be out with the next train. Uh, it's frustrating. <laughs> Listen, I love how you said it, though, that we just got to, you know, we're in a good position, though. You can't say we're not in a good position as a football team. But, like, you're 8-4. and four. You guys are in playoffs. You're the top of your division. You know what I mean? Like, you can't say we're not in a good position at all. It's just... We just want to make you know when you're when you're up there, you always you always want to win, no matter what. Especially the way this Ravens team plays, you're you know like as a Ravens fan, I want to win too. You know, what I mean, they go for everything. We're just we we play we play hard, man. So like you see what they do, and it's like oh, I want to win everything. That's why, like it's just like insane amount of confidence that comes from them. Mm-hmm. But I but I will say, but I will say, since Eric, you're a Ravens fan, it does feel good that the Ravens lost, and I hope Uh-oh. they continue to lose All more right. games because you know. I hope my New York Giants win next week and the week after so they make a wild card spot. But we'll talk about that in the future. But <laughs> hey, the hate is real. I'm so, I'm, so, I'm so optimistic about my New York Giants. And I have so much hope. It's still possible. I don't think you can write it off at all. I think it's still possible. You can't. You can't. But now, you know, their backup quarterback got injured with a concussion. So they don't <laughs> even know if Daniel Jones is going to play next week. So they might have to go with their third string, Jacob Prong, who they just signed who up for. Who is that? squad. <laughs> He's a, he's a rookie. He's going to make his first career start. It's going to be maybe, awful. Hey, maybe even like a Tom Brady situation. You know, all he needs is just one moment. Maybe. Oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But either way, David, do you mind for going to your next prediction game in the NFL? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So, David predicted also on, the, on this game on Sunday, it was the Los Angeles Chargers versus the Cincinnati Bengals, right? And David had said that the Chargers were going to come out with the victory 31-28. to 28. And, David, I can confirm to you that the Chargers did get that W. However, um, the score was way different. The Chargers um, blew out the, the Cincinnati Bengals 41-22, to 22, right? So we give you a point for the team, but not the score. You also said that um, Austin Eckler would have one or more touchdowns. I can confirm to you right now that Austin Eckler did get a touchdown in the rushing department. So you get one on that. On You get one point from that. And you also said Joe Mixon would have one or more touchdowns as well. And Joe Mixon also got a touchdown for you in the rushing department. So you come out with three out of four points. A solid, solid prediction on that one. How do you feel about that? I love it, man. I love it. I need to see more of these three out of fours for the rest of the for, for the rest of the season. Hey man. Well, you you shortened the gap between me and you. It's fifty four to fifty seven now. So that's a positive that you can take from me. I don't know. I think like it's fifty three to fifty seven because I don't know where that extra point came from, but that's just I'm really joking around, but um, either way, let's dive into this game, yeah? Let's do it. All right, so we'll start off with the Cincinnati Bengals. You had Joe Burrow, my fantasy quarterback. Oh, it's like, it's like one day he's good, one day he's like, oh my, it's like weird. I don't even know how to explain it, but <laughs> 24 for 40 on the passing. He was he had 300 yards exactly on passing, one touchdown, two interceptions, right? And then going into the rushing department, you had Joe Mixon, Lean the team in rushing with 19 carries for 54 yards and one touchdown, right? And then you also had um, Joe Burrow with one one carry for six yards to, to get a touchdown as well. So that's pretty good for him, right? Then you go into the receiving end of things. You had 
T. Higgins leading the team in reception in yards for um, receiving with nine receptions, 138 yards, and one touchdown. Great game for him. Also, right behind him, you had Tyler Boyd with 85, um, well, five receptions and 85 yards as well. Then in the fumble department, you had Joe Mixon with one fumble, right, and he lost. And then you also had Joe Burrow with one fumble that he lost. And you also had Jermaine Pratt with one recovery and Jesse Bates, the third, with one recovery as well. And then for the interceptions or the defensive end of things, you had one interception for the Cincinnati Bengals. You had Chidobe Awuzie. I think I pronounced that right. I think you did that. That was nice. Yeah. All right. Let me, let me stop. Let me stop. <laughs> um, yeah, one interception. Um, for The one interception for the Cincinnati Bengals. And he also had um, three total tackles with three total tackles, one tackle for a loss, and two passes deflected to go along with that. Leading the team in total tackles was Mike Hilton, with nine total tackles, with six solo tackles, um, and one pass deflected. Um, you also had Joe Bashi with nine total tackles and six solo tackles. Then you had Jermaine Pratt with nine total tackles and three solo tackles as well, right? And the sacks, you also had um, Von Bell with one sack. You had B.J. Hill with half a sack. You had um, Sam Hubbard with half a sack. You had Trey Hendrickson with, ha- with, with a sack. You had Larry Ojunjobi with, with a sack as well. Um, a lot of sacks for for um for the Cincinnati Bengals, um and also Evan McPherson, the kicker for the Bengals, went one for one with his long being forty eight um yards. But that's all she wrote for the Cincinnati Bengals. Let's go into the winning team side of things. You had the Los Angeles Chargers. You had Justin Herbert, twenty six for thirty five on the passing, three hundred seventeen yards, three touchdowns and one interception. Great game for Justin Herbert. Other besides the one interception, but great game for Justin Herbert. Um, leading the team in rushing the rushing. You had Austin Eckler with 14 carries for 59 yards and one touchdown. Um, and then going to the receiving end of things, you had Mike Williams leading the team in receiving yards with five receptions for 110 yards. Then you had Jalen Guyton with four receptions for 90 yards and a touchdown to go along with it. And then you had Keenan Allen with five receptions, 34 yards, and two touchdowns to go along with it as well. Um, going to the fumble department, you had Austin Eckler with two fumbles that he lost both of them. But then you also had Tavong Campbell with one re- with one um recovery, and you had Uchenna Nuosu with one recovery as well. David, I think I'm pronouncing these days right. You're, you're I'm, nailing these names yeah. right now, man. I'm so proud of you right now. <laughs> thanks, <awesome>. bro. Thanks. <laughs> oh my gosh! All right, and then going in, going to the um defensive part of things, you had two interceptions for the um Los Angeles Chargers, with, which was Chris Harris Jr. um with one interception, and then you had Michael Davis with one interception as well. Um, going into the, their defensive stats, you had Chris Harris Jr. with four total tackles, um, f- four solo tackles, and then one pass deflected. And then you also had Michael Davis with two total tackles, two solo tackles, and three passes deflected. Um, and then in leading the team in tackles, tied was um, Kaiser White with 10 total tackles, seven to- solo tackles, and one tackle for a loss. Then you had Drew Tranquil with ready for th- ready for this. 10 total tackles, six solo tackles, one sack, one tackle for a loss, one pass deflected, and one QB hit. Insane game for Drew, Drew Tranquil. And then you had Duran James Jr. with seven solo, um, seven solo tackles, three, no, seven solo tackles, three solo tackles, and a half a sack. You had Nasir Adderley with, with half a sack as well. You had Chris Rumpf, the second, with, with a sack. And then you had Justin Jones with a sack. Then you had U- Uchenna Nuosu with, with two sacks. Oh, my gosh. So many sacks in this game. 
There's no offensive line for both of these teams. That's crazy. But overall, um, yeah, Dustin Hopkins going two for two in the kicking department as well. And his 43, um, 43 being the longest that he kicked. But without further ado, goodness, that was a mouthful of stats. David, take it away, man. What is going on in this game? A lot, a lot of chaos. I mean, at one point in this game, the Chargers were up, I believe, 24 to nothing against the Bengals. Wow. Uh, in the second quarter, then all of a sudden the Bengals scored 13 to end the half, and it was 24 to 13. But then after that, I mean, the, it looked like the Bengals were catching up. They scored 22. At one point, it was 24-22 uh, L.A., but then L.A. is like, you know, we're going to take this in the fourth, and they scored 17 points in the fourth quarter. So, to close up this game. But I think it's a very great game for Justin Herbert. Even though he threw an interception, he still had three touchdowns, uh, 317 yards. Awesome game for him, man. Very, he's very, uh, this year he's been doing very good. I don't really know if he's, he's been doing better than last year, but he's very, uh, recently he's been doing consistently. So I'm very happy for him in that sense. And this team's being successful because of it. But we move on to the Bengals side. Joe Burrow, very tough night for him. He's been inconsistent throughout the season. I feel like yeah. he started off hot and recently, recently he's been a little cold. But I think he'll warm up a little bit. He's got to get Jamar Chase back. In catching these and catching these balls a little more with touchdowns and all that stuff. He only had five catches for 52 yards. He's got to get a little more catches, but I got to give credit to the Chargers' defense in this game. They had six sacks in this game. You said there's a lot of sacks, and they had six of them. That's the most sacks they had since week 16 of 2000. Uh, week 16 of 2016. So they have not had that many sacks in 2016. So great game for them. I think that was one of the reasons why they won this game. Obviously, Justin Herbert with three touchdowns. It was a big reason as well, but the defense turning over the ball, getting two fumbles, they were just insane, two interceptions. It was just it was just a lot that they did on, on the defensive side, which defense creates offense, as you can tell by the score. So I think the reason why they won this game primarily was because of their defense. And uh, they will continue to win games like this if they had their defense step up like this more often. Yep. Simple as that, man. Honestly – um, just to talk about Joe Burrow a little bit more because I'm a little bit tired that he's that he's my fantasy, you know, he's my fantasy quarterback right Trade now. Him. And I there's no one wants Joe Burrow, bro. <laughs> Joe Burrow. And it's like if I give up Joe Burrow, then I'm gonna have to give up someone's gonna come ask me like, can I have Devontae Adams as well? It's like, no, bro, I'm not <laughs> like I'm not giving you Devontae Adams for like Kirk Cousins and like someone else. You know what I mean? Like it's <laughs> but Overall, man, it's just he started off so well, and like he's kind of like up and down now, you know. And in order, I believe that this Cincinnati Bengals team is actually like it's it is a good team, but they just need Joe Burrow to find some some um consistency. If he finds consistency, I think this team is is a lot like a lot better than than what they've been performing. Like, granted, even though they had the the Bengals, you know, the Bengals had six sacks, correct? Yes. Even I mean, had, the Chargers had six sacks. Oh, the Chargers had six sacks. Let me check how many sacks the Bengals I think had. The Bengals had four. Yeah, they have they have four sacks. You know, still not a bad defensive game. They still had an interception as well. You know what I mean? But overall, they, it's just the the fourth quarter is just the real the real thing about it. At the end of the day, you know, it's just a crumble. You know, what I mean, seventeen to zero in the fourth quarter. Yikes! You know, so mm-hmm. a, a lot of things to look at for the Bengals in that situation. But that's all I gotta say on that game. Yeah, I mean, Eric, I have to ask you a question real quick. Uh, yeah. Based off of these two quarterbacks and the teams, they are both respectively seven and five. Uh, which team are you more confident going into the playoffs, the Chargers or the Bengals? 
Definitely the Chargers. Most definitely the Chargers. Not only to mention, now, the Chargers do have, in this sense, the Chargers do have a harder division. I mean, not division. Um, No, yes, division. That's what I mean. Um, They do have a hard division. But um, I just feel as if the Chargers, they're both kind of inconsistent in a way. In a way. Because the Chargers had like a little slump in the middle of the season as well. But um, in my opinion, I just feel as if I have more trust in Justin Herbert. You know what I mean? And I believe as of right now, they're in a playoff spot, right? And I know they're tied with um with the Bengals, but still I believe they have they they do they're they're above them. But um overall I would have more I would have more faith for the um for the Chargers to go through than the Bengals. Yeah, I agree with you. I think Justin Herbert has done more has been a little bit more consistent throughout the season than Joe Burrow and uh their defense. Chargers defense has definitely been stepping up as of recently, so they look good so far. Honestly, wait, hold up, really quick. I just, I, I just looked it up as well. Um, the Chargers are actually the sixth seed, and the Bengals are the seventh seed. So honestly, in my opinion, I can see the Bengals dropping out of the playoffs. Whew. I, I can see the Colts taking that away from them. I really Ooh. could. I think, okay. I think, right? The Steelers, no. I mean, the Steelers are the eighth seed, and the Colts are the ninth seed, but no. All right, the Steelers are not making the playoffs. There's no way. If they make the playoffs, I'd be shocked. I'd be actually shocked. I'd be like, Big Ben, you might not. No, he needs to retire still. But regardless, <laughs> regardless. Um, yeah, man, I think the Colts I think the Colts could probably push them out of that, that seven-seed spot. But that's just how I feel about it. Yeah, I mean, I'm liking, I'm liking the Colts as a little bit of a sleeper pick. They look very dominant. I mean, they're basically their, – their whole offense is coming from uh, Jonathan Taylor. So Yeah, he's a beast. Quarterback involved. He's a beast. And Carson Wentz isn't a bad quarterback. No, like, he's been doing good. Pretty yeah. good. So, be, um, they, they do have a good team. But, yeah, man, I'll throw it back over to you. I have one more game, right? Oh, no, that's it. Yeah. No, we got one more game for Eric, oh. ladies and gentlemen. Wraps up the week. And it is the Philadelphia Eagles against my New York Jets. And Eric said that the Philadelphia Eagles are going to beat the Jets 30-10. to 10. And, Eric, the Philadelphia oh. Eagles did beat the, the Jets, but by a score of 33-18. to 18. So I give you a point for the team. However, I cannot give you a point for the score. And you also said Jalen Hurts is going to have at least two touchdowns. And Eric, I'm sorry to inform to you, Jalen Hurts did not play this game. Uh, I think he had some type of injury. But Gardner Minshew <laughs> had his first start as a Philadelphia Eagle. And uh, he had a solid game. Twenty, He went 20 for 25, 242 yards and two touchdowns. So I cannot give you a point for that, Eric. But you also said Zach Wilson was going to throw one interception. And he did not do you wrong. And he gave you an interception. So... And you finish off two out of four, which brings your total up to 59. How are you feeling? 59 to 54, actually. Um, I'm happy with that. I just wish I knew that Jalen Hurts wasn't playing because I think I, I missed out on one more point. But I'm not mad at it. 59 to 54. Take it. All right, man. But we move on to the Jets side real quick. And the, the Jets, Zach Wilson went 23 for 38. 226 yards, two touchdowns, and interception. Rushing department, we have... Trevin Coleman with 11 carries for 58 yards. And then we have Elijah Moore in the receiving area with six receptions, 77 yards, and a touchdown. He's looking like an absolute stud for this team. Jameson yeah. Crowder had four receptions, 62 yards. And Ryan Griffin had one touchdown, 15 yards, and two catches. But we move on to, we move on to defensive side. And we got the leading tackler tied with Quincy Williams at 13 and C.J. Mosley with 13. And uh, Elijah O'Reilly had one sack. Uh, Ronald Blair had two tackles for a loss. Shaq Lawson had a tackle for a loss. But that's it. They only had one sack on the quarterback. So the defense did not play good in this game. 
as you can tell, by lining up three, 33 points. But now we move on to the Eagles side. And we had Garner Minshew, like I said, go 20 for 25, 242 yards, two touchdowns, and zero interceptions. Miles Sander, the running back, went 24 carries for 120 yards, no touchdowns. And then Genneth Gainwell with 12 carries, 54 yards, and a touchdown. Receiving side, you had Dallas Goggard with uh, six receptions, 105 yards, two touchdowns. And we move on to the fumble department. We had Garner Minshew fumble the ball. Nate Herberg fumbled the ball. Jalen Rager fumbled the ball. So a lot of butterfingers, slippery fingers in this, in this game. And we move on interceptions. Marcus Apes uh, intercepted Zach Wilson. And then we move on to total tackles. TJ Edwards had led the team in tackles with 11, six solo. But the only uh, they only had two sacks in the game, and one and a half of them was by Josh Sweat, and the other half was by Javon Hardgrave. But um, without further ado, Eric, and also Jake Elliott, their kicker, went four for four with 46 yards being their longest. But without further ado, Eric, I feel like uh, it's a boring game. My opinion on the Jets, Zach Wilson, not a terrible game. He did rush a touchdown. He had three total touchdowns in this game. He did throw an interception, but I'm pretty proud of that game. Uh, looks like they're progressing. Defense still has to improve a lot, but that's pretty much all I'm going to take from the Jets in this game. All right. Sorry if you hear my phone ringing in the background, by the way, guys. But um, overall, um, you know, I'm going to be honest. Like, I don't mean to sound like mean or anything to you, David, but, like, I never expected the Jets to win this game, you know. And the Jets losing, it really doesn't matter anymore. I think they, like, mathematically, like, they technically can still make, quote-unquote, still make playoffs. If you guys can see my face, I'm doing a little, like, quote things with my fingers. But, like, what's it called? They can still make playoffs. But realistically, everyone knows that they're not going to make the playoffs because they're not going to go on an insane win streak, right? But for me, for the Jets, it's more just about, like, just putting in good performances, making it hard for teams, you know, and seeing what they really have out there. And um, Zach Wilson, like you said, they, they give him a 38 quarterback rating. I feel like it's a kind, of, kind of a little harsh, you know. Like he, like <laughs> 23 for thirty-eight, two touchdowns. I mean, three touchdowns and an, inter- and an interception. That's not bad. He didn't do either. Yeah. You know, but hey, man, it is what it is. Um, the Jets' defense definitely, oh, and that needs to be sorted. I mean, you had two studs in C.J. Mosley and Quincy Williams, and then it was, it was just, yeah, it was just there. So that needs to be sorted, but. Can we talk about one thing really quick? And you, I feel like you know what's coming, but I, 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 I've been saying this all season. I've actually been saying this before this season even started, okay? I said this when the draft happened. I feel like now you know where I'm going. Look at this. Gardner Minshew, 20 for 25, 242 yards and two touchdowns. David, where was Gardner Minshew before he was at the Eagles? He was on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, what a coincidence! And who did he lose? His, who who did he lose out to in the starting job? Who did he lose? Oh, he uh, lost to the number one overall pick, Trevor Lawrence. Oh, okay, okay. And how the how the Jacksonville Jaguars doing right now with Trevor Lawrence? <laughs> I don't know. I think they're two and ten or something. They they they're, they're <laughs> garbage. Yeah, terrible, trash. All right. And and another thing, didn't Trevor Lawrence get a signing bonus of around thirty something million dollars, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen? Trevor Lawrence, ladies and gentlemen, the biggest scheme artist in, in the NFL right now. I can't be bothered. What? This is the, the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm sorry. Now, when you really think about it from, like, a business perspective, there's no way that you can't go with Trevor Lawrence. He was your first overall pick. 
yada yada this, yada yada that. But like we saw Gardner Minshew, he was doing numbers when when they were fighting for that spot. They were both doing like the same exact numbers. They got they chose Trevor Lawrence over him. I get it, but like come on, bro. Trevor Lawrence just scam. He scammed everybody. He, he faked everyone. Trevor, he's a big. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, he might develop to be a good quarterback in the future, but as of right now, humongous bust in my opinion. Crazy. The first overall pick. And you guys, like, I was looking at his stats. He didn't have one game, right? He hasn't had one game this season where he's thrown a touchdown without having a turnover. So <laughs> there's been games where, like, he has no touchdowns, but he has no turnovers as well. There's been games where he has no touchdowns and he has turnovers. And then there's been games where he has, um, where he, like, just, well, that's actually it. But, like, overall, my, like, my point is, like, this guy is not the real. Matt Jones is having a better season than him. You know, it's just come on. Yeah, gotta do better. But but in his defense, it's also with the situation he's putting into. Because Jacksonville, let's be honest, they're not a good team. They, the Jets, a- let's be honest, they're not a good team. Patriots, on the other hand, great coach. They have a pretty good team, and Mac Jones is thriving under them. So it's also about the situation you're in too. That is true. That's why I did say I'm like maybe in the future, but as right now, humongous bust. I'm sorry, humongous bust. But without further ado, that's all I gotta say. Thank you. All right, man. But uh, before we move on to our, our predictions, uh, actually, let's do our predictions for next week. And then after that, we do have an audio message. But for next week's NFL, actually for tonight's game on Monday night, uh, Eric, you have that game for me. Uh, I have that game for you, actually. I'm sorry. On Monday night football tonight, Eric has against the Buffalo Bills and the New England Patriots. Eric has the Buffalo Bills beating the Patriots 24-17. to with Josh Allen having at least one touchdown alongside with Mac Jones having at least one touchdown. So we'll see if that happens tonight. Yeah. And to go on to David's prediction on Thursday, David has the, the game, um, which is the Vikings versus the Steelers, right? The Steelers coming off their, um, their W against the Ravens and the Vikings coming off their loss to the Lions. To the Lions. <laughs> the Lions got a W. Listen. Where is Nas, bro? Where is Nas? <laughs> Someone get Nas in the building right now just so we can congratulate him, bro. But either way, um, David has the Vikings beating the Steelers 27 to 21, and he has Kirk Cousins having two or more touchdowns, and TJ Watt with one or more tackles. But that is pretty much it for the predictions on that. And before, David, I'm, before I throw it over to you, right, I just want to say, everyone, you know, if you're enjoying it, having a great time, remember to share the show um, and try to get, let's try to get more people in here, man. Let's try to, like, make this, like, make this family bigger. Let's get it, man. But um, other than that, David, I'm going to throw it back over to you, my guy. Yeah, definitely. But uh, before we move on to our basketball, meet me at the rim segment, we have an audio message from Big East Sports, so I'm going to play it. Do it. Hey, guys, I'm going to throw a giant question at you later. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm sorry. But I'll tell you what, how great it was to watch that Cincinnati Bengals Charger game yesterday yeah. to see two young teams that are loaded with talent, young quarterbacks, good wide receivers, good running games. I mean, the AFC is looking stacked. You have the Bengals. You have Chargers that I just mentioned. We all know that the Chiefs are going to be back up to the top. New England's looking super solid. I'm sure I'm leaving out a team or two in there, but a lot of positive things going on in the AFC for the young quarterbacks. Yeah, you got the Bills as well. You got a lot of solid teams. The Ravens, come on now. Stop it. 
Oh yeah, the Ravens. This guy. Oh yeah. Nah. No, oh, I, I actually forgot. I actually forgot about him. Okay, okay, okay. I actually believe you. I actually believe you. <laughs> but either way, um, what's it called? I will say right now, I I was looking at the standings. I think the NFC is just top heavy. I think everyone else in the NFC is just mediocre, in my opinion. I, like like I said, it's those five. <laughs> it's just those five teams, and the rest, everyone's just like a good, like they're just an average team, in my opinion. But like, if you look at the end, mm. the AFC. Right, it's a, it's a completely different ball game. It's tight. It's close. You know what I mean? It's a, yeah. it's a, in other words, but yeah. But uh, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, we move on to our basketball segment of the show, the Meet Me at the Rim segment. And, Meet me uh, at the rim. <laughs> and uh, Eric, we have some prediction games to go over, and some important games as well. And uh, Eric, I think you have to go over a prediction game that happened for me on Thursday, December second. You are correct, my friend. I got the predictions for you right here. So, without further ado, let's go ahead and go into this. First, I want to remind everybody about the score and the prediction, the NBA prediction game. And David, correct me if I'm wrong as well. Um, the score is 35 to 26, correct? Correct. You. 30, 35 yes. to 26, right? And so, score yeah. on that. But before we go into it, our audio message just got in, so I want to play that before we dive into this game really quick. If you don't mind. But Dude. let's. Let's go ahead and play this one. This is from Biggie Sports as well. Here we go. Shout out Biggie Sports, man. Shout out to Biggie Sports. Yeah, man. Appreciate you. Guys, here's my Giants question real quick. They're obviously going to get rid of Gettleman. One, do you feel it's fair to only give Joe Judge two years with the amount of or the lack of the amount of talent that Gettleman bought in? And if he decided to keep Judge... Do you think the Giants would make a wise move by looking back at the New England staff and seeing who maybe is their pro play, player personnel director or head scout and bring in somebody from New England that has a familiarity with Judge to kind of keep hopefully progressing this team forward? Or do you clean house? Great question. Great question, Biggie Sport. Wait. And as a Giants fan, what? Really quick, I feel like I, I want to answer this first because you have like way more to say about this. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm, right. just, like, I'm just gonna like quickly like just like throw something in there. In my opinion, like I'm not a Giants fan, David is, but like um, I uh, for me, for, for, I wouldn't say you. I don't. I don't think you clean house. I don't think you clean house. I think they have something. They have a little bit something going there, but I don't think you clean house. That's all I would say. But David, go ahead. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Uh, we all know that, that Dave Gettleman is going to get fired after this. He has to get fired. I mean, he do a terrible job as a GM. And uh, this is coming straight from a New York Giants fan heart. So <laughs> there might be some emotions involved in this. Involved in this, But you got to get gotta get him out of there. He hasn't brought in any big talent. Drafted, oh, don't even get me started. But he's just not doing good for the, the organization. Hasn't proven anything. So you get rid of him, 100%. But do we get rid of Joe Judge? I say no. I like Joe Judge. I like how his coaching style is. A lot of people don't, and a lot of people disagree with me. A lot of Giants fans will disagree with me. But I kind of like the way that he coaches. I like this toughness and uh, all that stuff. I feel like he only had two years, like Biggie Sports said. You can't judge someone based off of two years. And also with the GM that hasn't given him nothing, no talent. And also with the injuries that were involved, you had Saquon Barkley out for most of the year. You had uh, Kenny Galladay, who has been injured as well. Offensive line has been injured. A lot of players on the offense have been injured this year, so you can't really judge uh, the head coaching position uh, or even their whole offense based off of this season or even last season. So I'll keep Joe Judge in there. 
what was what was the last question? What was the last question? Keep Joe Judge. So the, um, the scouts. Oh yeah, and we go back to New England. I say, why not? I mean, everything else in New England. New England had twenty years of success. Why wouldn't you want to get head coaches from that organization and bring them to the Giants, especially when they have familiar faces to Joe Judge? I mean, like, why not? Why not? I, I'm all for it. I'm all for. Doesn't technically have to be the New England Patriots. It could be any team that has show, proven success and that can work well with Joe Judge in this organization. Because I'm at a point in my Giants fan career where I want to see Super Bowl wins. I want to see 2011 <laughs> Super Bowl. I want to see New York. I want to see New York back in the Super Bowl. With Michael Strahan. I know that's never going to happen, but I want to see New York lift that Super Bowl trophy. And uh, first, has got to start off with firing Dave Gettleman. Once they do that, boom. We got to open some doors, get people that know our system, that learn our system, that can bring new things to the New York Giants, and then can make us a successful franchise. So I say fire Dave Gentleman, keep Joe Judge for at least a year or two. And uh, if that doesn't work out, then we see what have, we take it from there. But great question. All right, man. Well, there it is. And that's from a Giants fan for right there. So you know it's, you know it's, it's that's true feeling. You know what I mean? You know it's real. But. <laughs> Without further ado, we does have another audio message, so let's go ahead and play this one really quick. Here's Biggie Sports. Let's do it. Guys, thank you so much. Always look to see when you guys are on the air. Great job. Great to talk to you guys. If you ever have time or need, love to sit in on a show with you guys. God bless and be well, my friends. I appreciate you, man. Appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you so much, bro. We appreciate it. We appreciate it. But um, without further ado, let's go ahead and dive into this game. What do you say, David? Let's do it. All right. So, David, on Thursday, I believe it was December 2nd, right? December 2nd? December 2nd, yeah. All right. There we go. Well, David had the Bulls versus the Knicks. And David said that the Knicks were going to come out with them. Why are you laughing, bro? Why are you laughing? It was never going to happen. Like, it was never going to happen. What's it called? David had the the Knicks coming out with the W. Um, He had the Knicks winning 108 to 103. And as you can tell by my laughter, the, the Knicks did not beat the Bulls. They won. They lost. It was close though. It was close. It was one nineteen yeah. to one. <laughs> it was one nineteen to one fifteen. And um, also, David said that um, Julius Randle will have a double double. And Julius Randle had a great game. He had thirty points and um, twelve rebounds. Right to go along with it. So he gets you that double double. And you also said that Demar Derozan would have twenty twenty plus points and five plus rebounds. And he got you that done as well. He had thirty four points and six rebounds. So you come out with two points out of that game, man. I give you respect on that. You come out with two points, and um, the score gets goes up to thirty-seven to twenty-six. Oh my gosh, bro! I can't <laughs> catch a break. I actually can't catch a break. But um, without further ado, let's dive into this really quick, man. Let's dive into this game. We'll start off with the um, we'll start with the bull stats. Actually, we'll start with the bull stats. Um, leading the team in scoring was Demar Derozan with thirty-four points, six rebounds, three assists, one steal, one block, and only two turnovers. Went 12 for 19 from the field. Great game for DeMar DeRozan. And after that, you had Nikola Vucevic, 27 points, 7 rebounds, 3 assists, 1 block, um, and 2 turnovers. Um, and then you had Zach Levine with 27 points, 7 rebounds, 5 assists, 1 steal, 1 block, and only 3 turnovers. With, with great shooting from all three of these guys right there. Um, and that is pretty much all she wrote for the Bulls, man. It was their big that big three going crazy. But then going into the New York Knicks stats, you had Julius Randle leading the team in scoring with 30 points, 12 rebounds, six, six assists, two blocks. However, he did have seven turnovers. 
seven turnovers. That's a lot on that part. But um, um, also you you shot fourteen for fourteen for twenty one, so we had a good shooting night. Um, and after that, you had a lot of average numbers, right? A lot of good average numbers for the New York Knicks. Um, you had um Alec Burks with sixteen points, seven rebounds, three assists, and two steals. You had Evan Fournier, sixteen points, one rebound, four steals. You had um. Emmanuel quickly, 15 points, three rebounds, three assists, two steals. Then you had Derrick Rose at the bench, 16 points, two rebounds, six assists, one block, three only three turnovers. You know, it was good, a lot of good average points all around, but that's pretty much all she wrote. Also, just a shout out, Mitchell Robinson, five blocks, amazing. But um, um, that's all she wrote for the stats, man. David, you're a Knicks fan, man. Talk to me. What's going on? Uh, it was, I watched this game, obviously, and it was a disappointing one. Because the Knicks came back. The Bulls are up by a, a, a double digits, and the Knicks came back, as they always do. But uh, they came back in, in the fourth quarter. It looks like they were going to keep it close, and they obviously did, but they lost, which ultimately uh, always stinks as a New, York Knicks fans, a New York Knicks fan. But the reason why the Chicago Bulls won this game and the reason why they will continue to win games is because of their big three producing numbers. DeMar DeRozan, 34 points. Zach Levine, 27 points. Nikola Vucevic, 27 points. Though that big three, like we said in the beginning of the season, and like we said, once they require, once they acquired Nikola Vucevic and DeMar DeRozan, I'm like, those three guys are going to be studs. And if they keep on being consistent with their numbers, scoring high numbers like they did in this game, they're going to be an unstoppable team. And uh, obviously, like you're only like, oh, they only won by four points against the New York Knicks. New York Knicks aren't a bad team, first off. But I, I understand why people might be concerned about that. But it's not because of these three. They also need a little bit of help from the bench. Alex Caruso only had six points. Derek Jones Jr. only had six points. Lonzo Ball only had eight points. He had a poor shooting, shooting night, shooting 21% from the field. So if you add in Lonzo Ball with another seven points, they're winning by double digits in this game. So I think this Bulls team, I got to give them praise because if all three of those big guys, DeMar DeRozan, Zach Levine, Nikola Vucevic, produce numbers like that consistently, they are going to be a strong, strong team going into this, the rest of the season. But now on my New York Knicks, man, the New York Knicks are missing something. Uh, they can't close out games. They're getting tired at the end of the games after coming back from large deficits. And you got Randall obviously doing 30 points, double-double, having an awesome game. But, like, everyone else did great games, 16 points, 15 points, 16, 16. Like, very good. But you know what we're missing, Eric? You know what New York Knicks are missing? Who? They are missing – that compliment, complimentary guy to Julius Randle, that number two guy to Julius yeah. Randle. They're missing a number two. They got a bunch of number threes and a bunch of bench guys that can produce solid numbers, but they're missing another number two guy that can drop you 20, 20 points a constant in uh, day in, day out. They're missing that guy, and that's why they are losing games, close games especially, to these teams, these big teams, because they don't have a second guy to win games for them. I mean, it could come from a guy like Evan Fournier to step up, it could be Alec Burke stepping up. It could be Derrick Rose coming off the bench. But if they, they have to step up now because you can't, you can't wait until the end of the season because they need that number guy, number two guy to start winning games because it can't just be Julius Randle dropping 30 and no one else in the 20 points. You know what I mean? Listen, I, that, that, I, I 100% agree with you. And that number two guy was supposed to be Kemba Walker. And that's a really... Really, um, unfortunate um thing that happened, man. Cause that like going on the fact that the Knicks can't play him now, or play him because he just I guess he just wasn't good enough defensively. But um, 
<laughs> what they call it? overall, it's a it's a big loss for the Knicks, man. That basically they're just paying him for nothing at that point. You know what I mean? It was a, it was Pretty a bad, much, it was a bad signing for the Knicks. So uh, overall, man, I agree with you, man. But I just really want to say this one thing before you move on. This Bulls team is good, bro. This Bulls mm-hmm. team, is good. I know it's the best team in the league, right? They might not even be. They're not. They might not be even. Not, might not even be like a top three team in the league right now. But like this team is good, bro. Like we cannot. I wouldn't be surprised if this team gets deep into the playoffs, man. Like this team is just. They got all. They got all. They got old. They got older people. They got like little, like somewhere better. And they have young stars as well. They have it all. They have it. Everything is complete. They got defense, offense, everything. You know what I mean? So. I'm excited to see what they produce, man. Excited to see what they produce. Yeah, and especially if all three of those guys produce numbers like that night, they're going to be mm-hmm. solid. Crazy also, solid. But, yeah, but we move on to Eric's game that happened on Friday, December 3rd. And uh, it was a Brooklyn Nets game. And, you know, we're both Brooklyn Nets fans, so we love seeing a Brooklyn Nets W. But Eric said that the Brooklyn Nets were going to beat the Timberwolves 120-110. to And Eric and the Brooklyn Nets won 110-105. to so, I can give you a point for the team. I cannot give you a point for the score. And you also said that Kevin Durant was going to have 30-plus points. And Kevin Durant just got you that, man. He got you ten. He got you 30 points on the dot. So, Beautiful. I give you a point for that. But you, you did say that D'Lo was going to have 30. D'Angelo Russell was going to have 30-plus points. And he only had 21. So, you finish out two out of four out of that one. Brings your total up to 28. So, it's currently 37 to 28. Me. But, without... Further ado, let's move on to the Timberwolves side. And the leading scorer of the Timberwolves was D'Angelo Russell, former Brooklyn Net, having 21 points, 11 rebounds, double-double, uh, th- uh, uh, 21 points, 11 assists, 3 rebounds, 1 steal, 4 turnovers, shot 30% from the 3-point and 27% from the field. Ugh, not really good at shooting. Not really good shooting that, but everything else looks pretty good. And then we move on to second-highest scorer was Anthony Edwards with 19 points, 4 assists, 2 rebounds, 3 steals. Eight turnovers. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Why did they over the ball that much? But Anthony Edwards shot 43% from the field and 14% from three. Oh, ouch. But then you had Nas Reed with 19 points. And then you had uh, Terry and Prince with 11 points. Uh, Jared Vanderbilt with 10 and 15. You had Malik Beasley with 18 points, four rebounds, one, st- one assist, one block. But that's pretty much all she wrote for this for – this, uh, Minnesota Timberwolves team, but we move on to our Brooklyn Nets side. And we had Kevin Durant leading all scorers with 30 points. He had 10 rebounds and six assists, uh, five turnovers. It was a little bit high, but he had shot 50% from the field and shot 92% from the free throw. So he's had a very productive night in this game, you can say the least. But then right behind him, he had Patty Mills with 23 points, three assists, one steal, only one turnover, shot four for nine from three, which is 44%, 53% from the field. And then you had James Harden with 20 points. Seven rebounds, nine assists, two steals, six turnovers. Awfully high, James Harden. You got to keep that down a little bit. 36% from the field, 0 for 5 from 3. Oh, my gosh. His struggles have been so terrible recently. Oh, my gosh. He's got to change that. But we went to LaMarcus Aldridge at 13 points, and then James Johnson had 11 points, and then everyone else is in single digits. But, Eric, uh, watching this game, Minnesota Timberwolves, you know, they were without Carl Anthony Towns, and they kept this game awfully close against the Brooklyn Nets team. That's a little concerning, don't you think? Ah, uh, yeah. A little bit concerning, but at this point with the NBA, the way the NBA is working right now for me, it's like a dub is a W. You know what I mean? Like, it's mm-hmm. just 
I'll take I'll take what I can get with the Nets because one night they want to like one night they want to play good defense, the next night they won't play good defense at all. So overall, we got over the hump, we got the W, and now we just gotta figure out we're just finding ways to win. I still think we're growing as a team, right? I don't I still don't think it's fully merged yet, right? Patty Mills here and there drops twenty points. Lamarcus Draw Aldridge here and there has a good game, right? But the real that I'm looking at that I think is going that I think needs to step up. Right, and I don't know if Steve Kerr is telling him to or not, but someone needs to tell him. But Cam, Cam Thomas, yeah, that's that's our that's our dude right there. That this guy, this guy has potential to be a great player and a great third for this big. I and I'm gonna say it, like, a great third on this team, as in Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Cam Thomas right after it. Right, Cam Thomas can shoot well. He can um, and he he's a, he's a great scorer and it's perfect for James Harden. He can set him up perfectly. Right, so if we just keep making like making him a great player, bro, there's not not I we don't what we don't know what can happen. You know what I mean? So I think we're still getting better as a team. Yeah, Cam Thomas is looking very exciting, but the one thing that caused for me concern is James Harden. Man, he only dropped twenty points, but he shot thirty six percent from the field and zero for five from three. This whole season, like, what happens to James Harden from Houston Rockets? I know he changed his whole gameplay, but he still can't shoot the ball. Like, why can't you shoot the ball like you did with the Rockets? Like, why can't you do that? I know you changed the whole <laughs> gameplay, but you still can make a shot, no? Come on, man. Oh, it's so frustrating. So frustrating. Uh, oh, it's funny. He said, why can't he shoot the ball? <laughs> like he did hey. with the Rockets. He was a leading scorer of the Ro- uh, of the NBA when he was on the Rockets. And then all of a sudden, he changes his gameplay with the Brooklyn Nets, which was very good, beneficial. But now he can't make a three-pointer. It's like, dude, come on. Your shooting percentage is so low. What happened to the James Harden score? Hey, man. A lot of things. The league changed the rules. Also, that team, we're, we're definitely like, good mentally. But also, you, whenever, you all you need to do is bring up Kyrie Irving and the whole team just spirals out, in my opinion. You know what I mean? So, it's like still, we, there's a lot going on. And like we don't really see it because the Brooklyn Nets are a very good team. You know what I mean? But like there's still a lot that goes on that we don't really talk about. So mm-hmm. yeah, there's yeah. a lot of fa- a lot of factors that we don't really talk about a lot. But That's hey, man, true. without further ado, do you mind for going to your next game? Let's do it, or your last game, I should say. But um, the next game that David had chose to to do, and you know, we couldn't get enough of the Bulls, man. Couldn't get enough of the Bulls, so we went with the Brooklyn Nets versus the Chicago Bulls. Now this one, I'm not really laughing at too much because I'm a Nets fan, but um. Yeah, the Bulls just the, the Bulls just did David in, man. They did David in this week. But um David said the the, the Brooklyn Nets were gonna come out with the W they were gonna win one sixteen to one ten. And unfortunately the Bulls did come out with the W one eleven to one oh seven over the Nets. So we cannot give you the point for the score or the team, David. But going to the stats, you said that Kevin Durant would drop you thirty plus points, and unfortunately Kevin Durant missed out by one basket, man. He had 28 points. He missed out by one basket. We can't give you the point for that one either. But then you, me. He got, you said that Zach Levine would have 20 would have twenty plus points and five plus rebounds, and he did more than that for you. He had 31 points and eight rebounds. So you get one at four points out of prediction, which moves your total up to 38. So it is 38 to 28. Hopefully the next game that I have can really, really hone in on this, on this one um, mistake from you, David. But how do you feel about it? Oh, my gosh, man. How do I feel? I got one out of four points. <laughs> uh, Kevin Durant had 28 points. 
couldn't score me two more points, KD? Come on, man. Uh, just one more bucket. That's all he needed. One more bucket. But, hey, man, let's not let's not dwell on it too much. Let's go ahead and dive into this game a little bit more. So, we'll start with the Chicago Bulls again. Um, leading team in scoring was Zach Levine with 38 points. I mean, 31 points, um, eight rebounds, six assists. One block to go along with it. And he, he, sh- he didn't really shoot the greatest, but he didn't shoot bad. He shot nine for 20. Um, and then after that, you had DeMar DeRozan, 29 points, six rebounds, three assists to go along with it. Great shooting, 13 for 24, one for two from the three-point line, two for four from the free throw line. Um, and after that, it kind of drops off a lot to realistically. And Nikola Vucevic, who didn't have a great night, um, 11 points, five rebounds, two assists, one steal. Um, and then you had... Um, Don Sum Don Sumu. Wow, I'm not gonna lie, I don't think we've said his name once on this on this podcast. <laughs> hey yo, Don Sumu, man. Um he had a, he also had eleven points. He had three rebounds and two blocks and one turnover as well. But after that, it was just it was kind of just mid from everyone. I mean, you had Lonzo Ball had a great defensive game. He had two steals and three blocks. Um, nine rebounds, seven assists, and eight points. He actually had a really good game, but just not that much on the scoring end of things. But um, after that, that's all she wrote for the Chicago Bulls. But then look at the, the Brooklyn Nets, man. You had KD leading the team and scoring 28 points, 10 rebounds, four assists, two blocks, and only one turnover. Um, great shooting as well. Um, then after that, you had LaMarcus Aldridge with 20 points, seven rebounds, one steal. Um, and then you had James Harden with 14 points, 14 assists, seven rebounds, one steal, but he shot five for 21. My gosh, what? make a shot, man. <laughs> oh. Five for 21. Jeez, man. And you had um, DeAndre Benbury with eight points, seven, seven rebounds, two, two assists, one steal, one, um, one steal, two blocks. You had Patrick, um, Patty Mills. I almost said Patrick Mills. Huh? 12, 12 points, um, two steals, one block. Uh, Paul Mills had 13 points. Uh, Bruce Brown had 12 rebounds. But after that, it was just, ugh, it was just dead. But overall, oh my gosh, David, I'm, I'm actually looking at these stats because I didn't get a chance to watch this game. I'm very angry. I don't like this at all. We shouldn't have lost this game. I don't think we should have lost this game. This is bad. We shouldn't have. I mean, Dude, was- 100% right. Because even if you look at all the stats on the turnover ratio, we had less turnovers. We had five. They had nine. On on uh, on assists, they had 22 team assists. We had 28. On rebounds, they had 47. We had 55. All the stats were in our favor, except for this one, Eric. Except for oh, this one. And uh, it was the field goal percentage. And uh, the Bulls shot 47% from the field, and then the Brooklyn Nets shot 41%. So, uh, for, uh, in the game of basketball, you got to make shots in order to win the game, obviously. But Brooklyn Nets... They didn't score enough points, but one guy in particular, and I bashed, I, I didn't bash him, but I talked about him last game against Timberwolves. It was James Harden, bro. Oh my God. <laughs> he shot 0 for 5 from the field in the last game against Timberwolves, and he shot 1 for 5 in this game against the Bulls. He shot 1 for 10 combined those games from three point. Remember that James Harden used to do that step back three, and you knew it was yeah. automatically he was going to go in? Remember that guy in the Houston Rockets who used to do that all the time, scored 30 plus points like it was nothing? Where is he? Where is I'm not even asking for too much from James Harden. But 14 points, man, and shooting 23% from the field? Oh, you're supposed to be the number two to Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant dropped 28 points and 10 rebounds. Oh, great game. Great game for Kevin Durant. But 
Where's his number two? Where's his number two? James Harden is his number two in this sense. Sometimes they can change, obviously, depending on who scores the amount of points. But in this sense, in, in the sense of Brooklyn, KD is number one. James Harden is his number two. James Harden has to put up at least 20-plus points in this game. If he puts up 20-plus points in this game, we win. Brooklyn has to win this game. James Harden has to put up 20-plus points each game. I love the assist total, and I love the no turnovers in this game. James Harden, I love that. Don't change that game. But you got to work in the gym. you got to work on your shot. Make it more consistent. Because I don't know what's going on. But uh, And it's so tough because I love James Harden. I love how he plays. I love Brooklyn Nets. I'm a Brooklyn Nets fan forever. But it's just frustrating when you see Kevin Durant have consistent games of doing awesome. But there's no number two guy. LaMarcus all just dropping you 20. That's a great number three. Great number three. But James Harden has to get more consistent with his scoring. Uh, everything else is fine in this game. Just the scoring has to be more consistent, and they will win games confidently. See, the the thing is, for me, bro, if the dude just dropped twenty points, we would have won this game. Just twenty. That, we're all, all we're asking for is six more points, bro. And you're and like you might be being you might be like, but he had fourteen assists and seven rebounds and one steal and no turnovers. This is James Harden that we're talking about, ladies and gentlemen. We expect this from him. Okay. I expect you to have these numbers, but I expect you to also have 20 points. Five for 21. I'm not even asking you to do 50%, bro. Maybe 30, 40 at most, and we win this game. You make, you make, you make two more shots, right? Two more shots, the game is tied at least. And if one of them's a three, we're winning. Think about it. Three more shots, we definitely win the game. It's, it's, it's a little bit. Five for twenty-one is excessive, bro. Twenty-three percent—that's just—that's not okay. That's not okay. From you, it's not okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, his his scoring this season has been very consistent. Because some games he would drop thirty plus points, like he did on I think Monday, and then in this game, in the last two games, he only has like fourteen. I think twenty. Yep. Exactly, man. Exactly. But um, hey, man. Without further ado. Um, that's all I have on that game. You have anything else you want to say on that game? That's pretty much it. All right, but without further ado, um, we do have an audio message. I would like to play it really quick. All right, let's do it. All right, this one I believe is from a newcomer. His name is King Rooster. Shout out to King Rooster, man. Shout out to you. Thank you, for pop- Thank you for popping out to the podcast. Hopefully, you dropped the follow and joined the family already. The Dean Takeover family. Um, if you haven't, if you haven't already, please do so. But other than that. Let's go ahead and play this audio message. Here we go, King Rooster. Uh, James Harden is struggling because he made his bread and butter on the free throw line. He did it in Houston. That's what he does. So that's why he's not consistent scorer. He's not getting that consistent whistle he was getting consistently every regular season in Houston. Because the NBA is like, nah. We tired of you getting 20 points at the fucking free throw line, bro. The game's boring. <laughs> Fuck that shit. That's He's true. not wrong. That's true. He's not wrong. He used to go to free he was a free throw king back in Houston. So I do understand that point. But also, James Harden, he shot the three more efficiently than he in Houston than he did in Brooklyn. Yeah. He shot better, obviously, in Houston than he did in Brooklyn. All we're asking is for a little bit more, a little bit better. Like like kind of like the Rockets. Date. Dude. In this game specifically, the dude, if Rockets James Harden would have at least made three of these, three of those, three of the five three pointers that he attempted, 
That wins us the game. That literally wins us the game. It's one eleven to one oh seven. It, it, that, that's how like that's we're just asking for just a li- like a little bit more from the three point line. You know what I mean? Like, come on, like what's going on here? But yeah, anyway, it is what it is. But we move on, man. I'm gonna throw it back over to you, David. Let's go over the last game. Yeah, and the last one on Eric's prediction, ladies and gentlemen, of the week. It was he picked the Hornets versus the Hawks game, and Eric, you said the Hornets are gonna beat the Hawks on Sunday, one oh seven to one oh five, and it was a close game. But however, it was more scoring. And uh, the Hornets won 130 to 127. So I can give you a point for the team. I cannot give you a point for the score. You also said LaMelo Ball was going to have a double-double. And uh, Eric, I'm sorry, but LaMelo Ball had COVID. So he did not play this game. But, um, <laughs> so I cannot give you a point for that. <laughs> and then you said Trey Young was going to have 25-plus points. And he just got you that with 25 points. So you had 25 points, 15 assists. So he got you that one. So you go two out of four with that prediction and brings your total up to 30. So you are 30. So it's currently the score is 38 to 30 me. How are you feeling? Two out of four points. No, I should be down only seven, bro. That's so stupid. Bro, for everyone that's know, we make these predictions before the games happen. At least some of them, we do it before the games happen. What do you mean, COVID? What do you mean? <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh, my gosh, bro. I, I Oh my gosh! Well, now at least I brought the score down by one more. That's all I can say. That's all I can say. But ah, uh, I'm not really too happy about that, man. It's, it is it is what it is. All right, but, yeah. but let's yeah. move into this box score real quick of the Atlanta Hawks. And uh, leading scorer was not Trey Young. It was John Collins with 31 points, double double, 12 rebounds, and four assists, two turnovers, shot 50 percent from three and 54 percent from the field. Great game. John Collins had a tremendous game in, the, in, in this ball game, But we move on to the second high score, and it's not Trey Young. It is Kevin Herter with 28 points, three assists, two rebounds. Shot seven for 11 from three, 63%. Great game. And then we move on to Trey Young. He had 25 points, shot had 15 assists, one steal, six turnovers, a little high, but he shot 40% from three and 40% from the field. And then, and then you have D, uh, Danilo Garanari with – uh, 17 points, and then Timothy Luwalu Cabarro with 12 points as well. So very, those numbers oh. look very good as a team. What? What did what did Chelsea get on this team? Wait a minute, have I lost? How did Chelsea get here? He, he got he got the free agency. They picked him up. Whoa! I didn't even notice. That's crazy. Oh, <laughs> wow! That's crazy. This is Chelsea in the league still. That's awesome. All right, go ahead. But we look at these three numbers, John Collins, 31 points, Kevin Hurd, 28, Trey Young, 25. You're like, how did they lose this game? And I will tell you why, ladies and gentlemen, because the leading scorer of the Charlotte Hornets was Miles Bridges with 32 points, four rebounds, four assists, three steals, one block, no turnovers, great game. Shot 66% from three and 11 for 15 from the field, which is 73%. Tremendous game. He led, he led all teams and so, led the whole game in scoring. Couldn't ask for any more. But then you had Kelly Oubre with 28 points. Shot 60% from three and 64% from the field. And then you had Ish Smith with 18 points. You had Cody Martin with 19 points. You had P.J. Washington with 13 points. You had Gordon Hayward, the most consistent basketball player for this team, have 18 points, five rebounds, three assists. Great game. Like, they had they had six people in double figures compared to the Atlanta Hawks' five. So, like, it's like just they had better shooting. And this is a high-scoring game. They look at the field goals. Uh... Uh, 
Charlotte Hornets, they shot 53% from the field while the Atlanta Hawks shot 51. The Atlanta Hawks shot 45% from the three, and they shot 45% from three. Very, very, very high-scoring game, as you can tell in their shooting. But honestly, I feel like this is one of those games that whoever makes whoever makes the mistake first loses this game because they only had the Hornets only had six turnovers as a team, and then the Atlanta Hawks had ten turnovers. Yeah, no, in my opinion, I feel as if the Atlanta Hawks lost this game like bad. Like they should have won this. They should have won this game, in my opinion. Actually, um, I think that they just need to be better defensively in this situation. It's like, dude, they they had one, two, they had three players that were above twenty points, and they lost. And one player was in the thirties, and they lost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know I mean? And this team doesn't have a Lamelo Ball, doesn't have a Terry Rozier. You know what I mean? This team is 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 short-handed. You can't be losing these games. Atlanta Hawks, they, they, that, that's a bad L in my opinion. That's a really bad L. Yeah, I 100% agree. And, I mean, it goes back to Atlanta Hawks' defense. Like you said, you can't allow 130 points to a team with no Terry Rozier and no LaMelo Ball. It just can't do it. Yep. And you got big guys, too. You got Clint Capella. You got John Collins, those big men in the paint that block shots. And they just didn't get no block shots in this game. Very surprising. Yeah, so – so, I mean, they, but we know Atlanta Hawks can play defense. It's just that that one this tonight was just not their night defensively. But yeah. either way, that's. Do you have anything else you want to say in that game? That's all I gotta say, pretty much. There's no Lamelo Ball, so like, Atlanta, I, I give Charlotte Hornets 100 percent credit for pulling out a victory with no, with two of their main stars out. Definitely, definitely. But without further ado, man, let's go ahead and go on to our NBA predictions just to get tell you guys um. What we got lined up for um, Thursday's podcast, but um, I think David, you go first for me, right? Because I yeah, my... yep. All right, so go ahead, my guy. So, ladies and gentlemen, Eric predicted on the Atlanta Hawks and Timberwolves game, and Eric said the Atlanta Hawks are going to beat the Timberwolves one twenty three to one hundred seven, and it is currently the score is forty four to thirty one. The Atlanta Hawks are leading, so Eric, that looks comfortable for you. He also yep. said Trey Young was going to have thirty plus points. And right now, it looks like Trey Young has eight points. But it's only yep. in the second quarter, so anything's possible. And and then you said that Anthony Edwards can have 25-plus points and five-plus rebounds. And Anthony Edwards, at the moment, has six points and no rebounds. So we'll see if that changes. But uh, it's only the second quarter, seven minutes left. So we'll see what happens. But then on Wednesday, Eric has a Warriors and Blazers prediction with the Warriors beating the, the Blazers 120-105 to 105, with Curry having – 30-plus points, and making at least five three-pointers. Very interesting spinoff. And you also have C.J. McCollum dropping 20-plus points. There it is, man. There it is. But um, just to go into David's side of things, on Tuesday, he has the Knicks versus the Spurs. He picked that game Tuesday, December 7th. And he has the Knicks beating the Spurs 117-109. to And he has Julius Randle with a double-double. And he has his new favorite player, DeJong. Um, <laughs> oh, 20- yeah, DeJounte. <laughs> with 20-plus points and 5-plus assists. Um, and then on um, on Wednesday, December 8th, um, he has the Bucks versus the Heat. And he has the Heat coming out on top of beating the Bucks 116-110. to 110. He has Giannis with 25-plus points and 6-plus rebounds. And he has Jimmy Butler with one or more steals. Correct. Correct, I do. But that is pretty much it on that end for the predictions. Tune in on Thursday to see if we got our predictions right for NFL and 
um, NBA. But also, we move on to the listeners' prediction table right now, ladies and gentlemen. So, just a quick example: if you haven't like heard this game before, um, we let we give you guys a chance to do what we do on DD Takeover, which is make our our predictions. So, um, as of right now, um, basically, what you got to do is you got to get get to pick either two games, three games, depending on what you want to pick, or you can just pick players all the way down. Right, you have a max amount of points to get, which is eight per episode. Right, and you and if you do get, um, we do keep track of it for you guys, and we keep a table and a tally, and whoever ends up winning it all ends up getting the first piece of merch ever from DD Takeover. So that's another um exciting thing that you guys can get. Um, and basically the prediction game ends um when the Super Bowl happens. So once once the Super Bowl is over. Um, once we predict in the Super Bowl, that's, that um that prediction game will be over, and whoever gets to win, whoever's in first place, will win it all. But um, listing the list for um the listeners' prediction. Wow, what a name! Listing listing the list for the listeners. Try Very to creative. Isn't that crazy? Mm. But either way, um, in first place we have Mr. Motivations with fourteen points. In second place we have Nice with five points. In third place, we have Shockwave with three points. In fourth place, we have Texas Willie with two points. And in fifth place, we have 10A86 with one point. And now also, don't think, like, just because he has 14 points doesn't mean you can't get there, like, up there, like, high. You know what I mean? Because at sometimes people don't attend shows, you know what I mean? Because people give their predictions. So you can definitely climb the leaderboard very, very fast. So don't feel, don't be afraid to drop a prediction right there, man. But um, with that being said, you have the rest of the show to send in any of your predictions whenever you guys like. Um, So go ahead. And feel free to do that. But um, other than that, David, we move on to our next topic, yeah? Sounds good, man. All right, let's. Um, oh. we move- you want to do it? Or you want me to do it? I know. I, I don't care. <laughs> I was uh, waiting for you, and then I'm like, great, he's waiting for me. So I was like, whatever. <laughs> do it. All right, so we move on to it. No, it feels weird. You do it. No, you have to do all it. All right, all right. Fine, fine, fine. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, we move on to our next segment called Big Deal or Not a Big Deal. And, um, the rules are simple. Me and Eric, we have topics from all different sports. It could be hockey, it could be fighting, it could be baseball, it could be football, whatever, soccer, any type of sport. And we pick the interesting topics from there and we state whether to each other whether they are a big deal or not a big deal. So, Eric, I th- you believe I believe you go first this week, so without further ado, take it away. All right. Um, now, David, I want to ask you – um, I'm going to ask you, I'm, you know, I always give you a choice of what you want to hear. So we got, I got some soccer, I got some basketball, I got, um, and I also have, I also have boxing. So <laughs> which one do you want to hear, man? What are you feeling right now? Uh, let's go, let's go with some boxing. Oh, okay. Okay. So, um, without further ado, I have, oh, this one you're not realistically going to like, but ladies and gentlemen. Jake Paul was for, was supposed to fight um what's his name Tyson Fury right I'm not about, no not Tyson Fury mm-hmm. no um, Tommy Fury Tommy Fury I'm sorry yeah Tommy Fury um I forgot what date it was do you remember what date it was I think it was December 18th but I could be wrong e- either way they were supposed to fight and Tommy Fury has pulled out of the fight due to injury ladies and gentlemen it turns out that he actually had a broken rib um, I believe and he also like it was um very severe so we couldn't end up going on. Um, with the fight, but they called up Tyron Woodley, and Tyron Woodley has been training and has accepted the rematch versus Jake Paul. So we will see Tyron Woodley, Jake Paul number two, next time. Next time out when Jake Paul goes to fight, big deal, not big deal, David. 
Oh my gosh. You know what I want to say not a big deal because nothing that interests Jake Paul really interests me in the sense. Uh, but I'm gonna have to say big deal just because of the fact that uh that uh they do get the rematch back. Tyron Woodley is fighting Jake Paul. But then again, I- I'm not gonna spend my sixty dollars to watch to watch uh watch Jake Paul fight Tyron Woodley. I'm sorry, I'm not gonna give money to Jake Paul. I'm not gonna do that. I'll just watch it on my. I'll I'll just look at the highlights when I see it afterwards. <laughs> I'm rooting for Tyron Woodley, man. Come on, Tyron. Come on. I know you've been training. I know you want this victory badly, and I just want you to knock out Jake Paul. Let this guy let let his cockiness just stop. I know it won't go silent. It's like a Conor McGregor. It keeps on going even after you lose. But but once you get that first, once you knock him out, oh, that's gonna be the best feeling. Everyone that hates him is gonna be like, "Yeah, yeah, they're rooting for you right now, Tyron Woodley." So, I got. If I was a betting man, which I'm not, I have Tyron Woodley winning this fight. Hopefully, they don't rig it and they have Jake Paul win it. Like uh, I don't know, like I don't know, like they schedule it and they have Jake Paul winning it at the end of the day. Hopefully, they don't do that. But I have, I have Jake, I have uh, Jake Paul losing, and hopefully Tyron Woodley knocks him out, man. Hopefully. Hey, I fully agree with you, and I'm, I'm gonna say this much. As long as it's not fixed, Jake Paul's losing. Because I don't care what anyone says. That last fight was fixed. Ain't no way. It should be. It would have been. I think so. Ain't no way, bro. The dude had other ropes. Like, dude was falling through the ropes. He means tell me Jake Paul won the fight. Stop it. What? How did he not knock him out? Why? Why did he pull his punches? Can we stop this? Like, someone end this era, okay? It's, it's been nice. It's been cool. Stop it, though. All right? It's getting, it's getting old. All right? Get, get him <laughs> out of here. Get him out of here, man. Knock him out. Knock him out, please. 100% agree. But, but go ahead, David. Yeah, that's not a big deal. I do have a soccer one, Eric, and uh, it's a little bit of MLS. Big deal, oh! not a big deal. NYCFC is versing Portland Timbers in the MLS finals. Man, big deal, not a big deal. Come on, New York. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Yes, come on. Oh, my gosh. Um, definitely a big deal. Oh my gosh, it feels great to see NYCFC in their first ever MLS final. Their first ever. Dude, think about it. They have a Jordan record right now. First time ever in the Eastern Conference final and they won. They have a Jordan record right now. One for one, my guy. Come on now. Let's make it, let's make it one for one in the MLS final as well. Hopefully they get the W. Um, um, rooting for, um, I am. See, like, I, I hate to say this. I had the conversation with, with David about this other day. I don't really watch MLS. I'm going to be honest. I don't watch MLS, right? I only, like, occasionally watch it when it's, like, playoff time. And even when it's playoff time, I, I find it hard to watch. But, like, overall, like, I am an NYCFC fan. You know what I mean? But, like, at the same time, I feel I feel like it's some type of bandwagon energy. You know what I mean? Because I don't watch them play. But I am an NYCFC fan. I've been an NYCFC fan since, like, Pirlo and Davies Villa. Once, once they basically created their club, I was like, yeah, I'm for this club. I love them. <laughs> so, but like, I'm very happy for them. Very happy for them. But what do you yeah, think? I agree. Big deal, man. Making your first ever MLS Finals appearance, man. Like you said, Jordan record going one for one in the Eastern Conference. Maybe, maybe they make it one for one in the MLS Cup, man. Uh, like, uh, like Eric said, I'm also an NYCFC fan. And, uh, uh, man, it's just great to see them make it to the MLS Finals after, what has it been, eight years that they've been in the league? This is their first time, so 
Something like that. It's definitely going to be great for NYCFC. Hopefully they pull out the victory against Portland, but Portland is a strong team. But uh, maybe we got some NYCFC magic in the room. But big deal, man. Awesome. Hope they win. And they're not the favorites either, so we'll see what happens. That's true. They weren't the favorites to even make it out of the East. So Mm -mm. we'll see what happens, man. Also, um... I want to ask you: Are you for when it comes to MLS? Are you like a New York fan or just an NYCFC fan? I'm a New York fan. New York okay. Red Bulls, NYCFC. Yeah, I might have to join you on that on that quest right there. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> At the same time, I don't want to like both teams because then when they verse each other, I want to be able to say that one team is better than the other. You know what I mean? Kind of well, like I say, I, I just say I, I'm fine with whoever wins. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, man, that that's a good one right there. Come on, come on, New York. <laughs> oh, oh, no, let me stop. I went to one game and I did and I was I was hyped. But um either way, um let's go ahead and David, you want soccer or you want basketball? Actually no. Since you just did soccer, I'll do basketball. Ready? Okay, yeah. Alright. Alright, big deal, not a big deal. As of right now, the NBA came out with um the NBA has the leaders for each award right now, right? So are you ready for mm-hmm. this? Yeah. I want you to in all of these. MVP, they have Steph Curry in first, Kevin Durant in second, and Giannis Antetokounmpo in third. Defensive player of the year. They have Draymond Green in first, Jimmy Butler in second, Mikel Bridges in third. Okay? Rookie of the year. They have Evan Mobley in first, Scotty Barnes in second, and Josh Giddy in third. And sixth man of the year. They have Montrez Harrell in first, Tyler Hero in second, and Ricky Rubio in third. Oh, and coach of the year. They have Monty Williams in first, Steve Kerr in second, and Wes Unsell Jr. in third. How are we feeling about that? Uh, Interesting. So MVP, you had Curry number one, KD number two, and Giannis number three, correct? Yes. Not me, NBA. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Huh. Uh, if anything, in the NBA uh, MVP ladder, I would put recently had Curry been playing, I would put KD at number one, Curry at two, and Giannis at three. But I kind of like that. I kind of like the MVP talks. Okay, I'll, I'll I'll keep it like that. But I would move KD at probably at one as of recently. Okay. Uh, Rookie of the year, you said Scotty Barnes is taking it, or Evan Mobley is taking it. Scotty Barnes two and Josh Giddy three. Yeah. You know I can't argue with that. I I I think that's solid. I really think that's solid. There's no, I mean maybe you put out Josh Giddy, but then who else you put in? Jalen Suggs? No, I don't think he's played better than Josh no, Giddy this year. Definitely not. Jalen Green? I mean he's just a scorer, but I don't think he's been playing better than Josh Giddy. Josh Giddy no. has been doing pretty good. So yeah. I, I can't complain about that either. I think that's pretty solid too. What was the, what was the other one? Six man, right? Six man of the year was Montrezl Harrell, Tyler Hero, and Ricky Rubio. Montrezl Harrell, Tyler Hero. Man, I, I mean, all these things are pretty solid. I would go Montrezl Harrell as my six man too. He recently been putting up monstrous numbers. I remember one game he led the team in scoring with twenty eight points. He's just doing. He's just being that guy. Tyler Hero has kind of fell off a little bit, and he also has been not been playing as much due to injury and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But I would. I, I'm comfortable with that one too. I put Montrezl Harrell at one too. All right, and you had you had DPO DPOY and Coach of the Year as well. Okay, uh, Defensive Player of the Year. Who was number one? I'm sorry, Draymond Green. Green, Jimmy Butler, and Mikel Bridges. What's Draymond Green's stats right now? Actually, is he doing that I, good? I mean, my only issue with this, I'm not gonna argue Draymond Green because Draymond Green does everything else but score. So I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if he was like up there. You know what I mean? I wouldn't be surprised if he was up in defensive. My only issue is, I like Jimmy Butler as well. Jimmy Butler's a good pick. Mikel Bridges, another great defensive player. Where is Rudy Gobert? Like, can we stop it? Like, mm-hmm. 
where's Rudy Gobert? Where's Miles Turner? These guys get like like a steal in five blocks per game. Like it's ridiculous. Like I I don't I'm I'm not feeling that. You know what I mean? How do we have? Let me let me see this. Defensive leaders, right? I won't count rebounding. Okay, let's just take rebounding out of the way, right? If we look at steals and um, hold up, we have blocks right here. I have blocks right here. Yeah, if we look at steals and blocks, right? Miles Turner is leading the lead with blocks, right? And then it's Rudy Gobert, Anthony Davis, Mobamba, Jaron Jackson, right? My, my two guys I said before, Miles Turner and Rudy Gobert. After that, in steals, you have Alex Caruso, Jimmy Butler, Marcus Smart, Chris Paul, and DeJounte Murray. So my point is, it's like, I'm not trying to diss Draymond Green, but why is Rudy Gobert? Rudy Gobert, for me, is crazy defensively. So I don't know yeah. how he's not in the top three, in my opinion. Yeah. I agree with you. Rudy Gobert is a monster blocker. Yeah. Jeremiah Green's not bad either, but I, I don't feel comfortable with him at number one. That's the only one I don't feel comfortable with. All right. And coach of the year, how are we feeling? Monty Williams, Steve Kerr, and Wes Unsell Jr. Who's Wes Unsell Jr.? Who, what coach is he? What, I'm not, <laughs> who the heck is this guy? I'm not going to lie. If I'm correct, I'm looking it up right now just to make sure. Yes, it's the Wizards coach. It's the Wizards really? coach. It's funny because Wes Unseld is like a legend for the Wizards team, but his son is now the coach. It's funny. That's so cool. Oh, that's cool. That's really yeah. cool. Um, but, yeah. I mean, I would say I, I, I like I like it. I mean, there's no really arguing with that that type of stuff. I mean, Phoenix Suns have the best record in the NBA. And so, and, put coach number one. Steve Kerr could be number two because they have the second best record in the NBA. So, I'm, I'm happy with it. And the Wizards, they've improved so much. No one was expecting this. So, I'm happy with the coach being number three. Yeah, I like West Sunset Jr. at number at number three. Honestly, if the Suns or the Warriors slow down a little bit and the Wiz- if the Wizards keep this up and the Wizards are a top seed in the East, I honestly would give it to West Sunset Jr. I think I would. I think he's I think to the team that he has and the and the things that he's doing with the team, it makes no sense. I don't know why the Wizards are good. It doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> like the team that they have, they should not be that good, but they are. So but in my opinion, all I'm gonna say is this. The MVP stats say this right now. Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, Giannis, Dekubo. I'm telling everyone right now, and you heard it here first. I personally believe, right? Now, come check back with me halfway through the season, obviously. I think Jokic is repeating. I think Jokic is going back-to-back. I don't care what anyone says, bro. Jokic. No, bro, he's not going back-to-back. Bro, I'm telling you right now, this Nuggets team is dog water. It's not good. Jamal, without Jamal Murray... And and um, Michael Porter Jr. and Nikola Jokic. This team is garbage. It is not is not a good team. You put Nikola Jokic on that team without Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. and they win games. They win games, and this dude is putting up like darn near triple doubles. He lead like he 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 screams most valuable player. Screams it, bro. And watch. I guarantee you, the Denver Nuggets, if the Denver Nuggets can just become a good seed, there's no way that Jokic can't be considered MVP. I'm telling you, bro. The numbers that he puts up is just is it's video game. It's video game like. <laughs> it's crazy. True. But if not him, then Giannis. I think those two are like. I think those are my. Those are mine. Like I believe those two are like balling, despite like what the good of the week say and everything like that. Those are my two guys in my like just like thinking of it right away. You know, I kind of agree with that, but I also put Katie and Steph Curry up there as well. Those guys are going that, is, here. that is true. That is true. And their teams are good too, so you have to factor that in as well. But um 
other than that, man, that's that's my goal. That's not my goal of the week. That's my um, big deal, not big deal, man. All right, man, I have one more, and it's an NBA one. And what do you say? We move on to our final segment? Yeah, I would say so. All right, so last one is NBA one. And uh, big deal, not a big deal. <laughs> this, is, this is embarrassing. But the Oklahoma City Thunder lost the other day by 73 points. <laughs> the score was 152-79 to uh, the Grizzlies winning it, making it the largest defeat in NBA history. So, big deal, not a big deal. OKC is now on the wrong side of history. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's such a joke. I, <laughs> I, I promise you. I promise you guys, bro. I'm telling you, I would have a better luck of scoring with the OKC Thunder if I shot more, like, every single time from half court. There's no way. <laughs> bro, what? 79 to 152. Yo, that's, like, that's literally like us getting on the court and playing basketball. No offense. Because we're not even six foot. You and me, right? <laughs> we get on on. We would obviously get dominated on the defensive end. We would get destroyed. But that's what happened to them. We were literally like we were literally playing NBA basketball. That's what happened. That's what I saw. I saw me in the court. That's what, like what's going on, dude? That's hilarious in my opinion. They got dominated, dominated badly, and there was no. Imagine if John Morant was playing. Oh my gosh, <laughs> <laughs> he would have the hundred points. He would have had 100 points. Like, it would be crazy. Oh, my goodness, man. That's a, that's a big deal. That's a big deal. What about you? <laughs> I agree with you 100%. And that's just basically men playing against boys at that point. Like, honestly, like Eric said, like Eric said, like, we, me and him, 2v5, probably could have scored more points and allowed less points than <laughs> the Thunder did with five players on the team. It's just absolutely <laughs> embarrassing at that point. It's like, it's like, are you even playing? Like, are you literally have one guy on the field? Like, what's going on? Like, how are you allowing 152 points? But not even that. Losing by 73 points. Like, was like the the basket closed for you? Was it like blocked off or something? No, like, it wasn't. It just it just makes no sense. It's embarrassing. It's like a professional team versus a JV team. Like at that point, it was. It, it was. was. It is. It is. So it sad. Like I promise you, Lindenhurst varsity basketball could possibly do the same exact thing. <laughs> like I was like I'm so confident in that it's so bad you know but like what's it called but either either way that's a crazy big deal not a big deal listen I'm gonna do one more and then we'll move on yeah alright alright Um, first off I just wanna say like it's kinda I guess it's like kind of like an odd mention but I just wanna say like two things before we I do my last one cause my last one's a little bit long right but um First thing I want to say is shout out to West Ham for beating Chelsea. You already know. Oh, gosh. How about you, Irons? Yeah, you already know. Top four in the league. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, and also, um, I do have respect. You know, even though I'm a Messi fan, I do have to respect it. Shout out to Cristiano Ronaldo for scoring his 800th career goal. Jesus, bro. Dude. <laughs> yeah, this guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That was so funny. I wasn't expecting that at all. Oh, my gosh. But, um. Yeah, man, Ronaldo. I think he has eight hundred and one right now. Actually, specifically, he think, does. He yeah. scored two against Arsenal. So, uh, shout out to him, man. Just, just legendary, man. He did. Tierney came out and said he would need to do. He would have to do his career twice in order to get to Ronaldo's level. That's ridiculous. It's insane. In my opinion, Tierney is the best Premier League player ever. ever. Oh, that's that's debatable. No, no, no. Because what I'm saying, because Ronaldo has best years at um at Real Madrid. That's why. That's why I say that. I don't think, it, in my opinion, I don't think it's debatable. 
I think what Thierry basically spent most of his year is prime at Arsenal, in my opinion, right? And then he went to like Barcelona and certain things like that. But like Thierry, when they were scared of Thierry, not saying that they weren't scared of Ronaldo, but Ronaldo, I was more scared of Ronaldo in La Liga than I was in his Man United days. You know what I mean? But regardless, Thierry's one, we'll just say this one of the best ever Premier League players. And he goes, oh my gosh, bro. He goes, I have to double. I would have to do my career twice in order to catch up to Ronaldo. That's ridiculous. That's so ridiculous, bro. Ronaldo, man, crazy numbers, bro. Crazy numbers. But um, without further ado, that's the only two things I wanted to mention. But I want now with my big deal, not big deal, right? So, um, David, this yes. one's a little bit of a mouthful. Okay. Oh gosh. So it's it's a big deal, not big deal. But at the same time, it's more of like a stat thing. So. Um, first I want to answer, I want you to answer this. Big deal, not big deal. Um, there's a lot at stake going into the final day of UCL group stage matches. Big deal, not big deal. Just answer that. Oh, really big deal, big deal. Okay. Now I want to, I want to read you the things that I have. Okay. So I'm trying to pull it up right now. Okay. So let's go to group B, right? In group B, you have Liverpool with 15 points. You have Porto, your, your boys, you know, Portuguese. Oh people. yeah. And also, um, actually no, let me, I'll say that afterwards, but, um, you have Porto in second with fifteen with, with five points. You have AC Milan in, in third with four points. And you have Atletico Madrid with four points in fourth, right? The goal difference the goal difference is not making sense to me because Porto has negative five and <laughs> has negative Oh wait, no, I'm sorry. It does make sense because they have no points. But um regardless, going into it, right? AC Milan has the versus Liverpool, right? And FC Porto has the versus Atletico Madrid. So, to advance, Milan need a win and, and for either Porto, Atletico to end in a draw or Atletico win that's equal to that's equal to or less than their win versus Liverpool. And then in the other game, FC Porto versus Atletico Madrid, Porto will qualify with a win, but a draw will be enough if Milan fail to win. Right? Atletico need a win for Milan to, and, and for Milan to fail to beat Liverpool in order to go through. Big games. What do you say about that? I'm saying Porto is going to take that number set the second spot, man. They're not going anywhere. So they're you think go... Porto Atletico Madrid? Yeah, and I don't know if they're going to beat them, but they're definitely most likely going to tie them. And I know Liverpool is definitely going to beat AC Milan. So I think Porto, you're going to stay there at number two, man. Congratulations. It feels great, man. Portuguese on top, man. Porto. Oh, gosh. Well, I will say this much. Um, this the game the they don't mention this right. Say if AC Milan win and Atletico Madrid win, Atletico Madrid win can still go through on goal difference because they're only down by one goal. It's negative two and negative three, so they didn't mention that. But um, overall, that's the first group that I want to talk about. Now we gotta talk about Group D. Nothing too crazy, but it's Real Madrid, Milan, right? And Real Madrid has twelve points. Inter Milan um have ten points. Whoever wins this game. We'll finish top of their group. That's pretty much it. But they're both going to go through. Who do you got? Uh, they got Real Madrid taking it, number one. Inter Milan staying at number two. I mean, Ray Real Madrid's been playing. Kareem Benzema, they're just an elite force. So then, also, wait, I have to go back to Group B. We have, we have Liverpool in first place. You have Porto going through in second place. And then, mm-hmm. if Porto, do you have Porto, what's the, what's the end of that game? Is Porto tying? Is Porto winning? Uh, I think they're tying. You re- okay, so that means you have Liverpool beating AC Milan then. Correct. Okay, so in that case, 
in that case, you would probably have. What's this? I need the scores too, because it's gonna depend on everything. It's gonna depend on because third place goes down to Europa League. So, what's the scores of both games, David? Uh, Porto let to go one one. Uh, Liverpool and Milan. Liverpool wins three one. So, if Liverpool do beat Milan three one, as you say, that means that Atletico Madrid will go down to the Europa League and AC Milan will be eliminated from Europe as a whole. <laughs> Jokes on them. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. All right. And then you have Real Madrid beating Inter Milan. Okay. Right. And then FC Sheriff goes in, goes through. That's shocking. FC Sheriff are going into the Europa League. Wow. They beat Shakhtar. That's crazy. Now we get into the group that holds dearly to my heart. Oh, Lord. Group E. Bayern Munich are in first place with 15 points. Barcelona are in second with seven points. Benfica are in third with five points. Yes, sir. And Dinamo Kiev are in fourth at one point. Barcelona versus Bayern Munich. Barcelona must win to guarantee a spot in the round of 16. They will also advance if Benfica fail to win, right? And now in the other game, Benfica versus Dinamo Kiev. To qualify, Benfica must win and Barcelona must fail to beat Bayern. Now, I will add, I will add this in as well, right? Because they don't say this as well. Say if Barcelona tie, right? Benfica have to win, right? It, oh, no. Barcelona tie and Benfica win. They're going through regardless. So, Barcelona have to win. Okay. So, with that being said, David, what are we saying on this one? I, I, you better not. You better freaking out. Eric, 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 Eric. Oh, um, no. No. I'm going to be honest with you. Benfica, they're versing, you know, they're versing the last place team. And they only got one point. Benfica is going to win this. And Barcelona is versing Bayern Munich. And Bayern Munich is going to beat Barcelona. And now no! Benfica going into the Champions League with second place spot and Barcelona dropping to the Europa League at number three. And, no! Uh, you know, man, shout out to the Portuguese Portuguese teams, man. They're on top this year, man. They're going to go on top. Oh, my God. Benfica's not doing this. No, I refuse. Barcelona's going through. Benfica. No, 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 no. And no. Benfica's going to go through. Oh, my gosh. All right, let's go on to Group F. Right, you have Man United in ten in first place with ten points. Um, there's your boy Ronaldo. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. What's it called? But then you have Villarreal with in second with seven points. At- Atalanta with in third with six points, and Young Boys in fourth with four points. Right, and you have Atalanta versus Villarreal. Winner will advance to the round of sixteen. In in um, for for the um. For, for the Champions League. I, I lost my words there. Sorry about that. Now, I will remind you this, right? So, they don't really mention young boys. They kind of just write off young boys, right? Say if Atalanta and Villarreal tie. Villarreal will go through, right? And But if young boys manage to beat Man United by a, by five goals, which is yeah, highly yeah. unlikely. Yeah, right. Which is highly unlikely, right? The young Then young boys can possibly go through into... um into um into the into Europa League. Now also if Villarreal beat Atalanta, right? And and then Young Boys beat Real Madrid by whatever score, then Young Boys will also go through and Atalanta will drop. So Atalanta versus Villarreal, who do you have? I got go ahead, go ahead. I got Villarreal taking it. They're saying they're they're claiming that second spot. So you have them winning it? Yes. Okay. So now Man United versus Young Boys, who do you have? Oh come on, young boys are actually gonna score five five goals. Get out of here! No, but Man, they, Uni- Man United is gonna take this W. They might score five goals on young boys. You you do realize one, 
being the fact that you said that Vija Real is going to beat Atalanta, they don't need to score five goals, young boys. They just need to win the game. And they've already beaten Man United. So oh, that's why I say break. that. Yeah, but that was under Ole. Now they got a new coach, Ralph, uh, man. You know, we're different. I'd, 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 we're different. <laughs> man United is going to win this game. And uh, it's going to be easy, man. This is, We're going to take this W, get 13 points. And we're going we're gonna to go into the round of 16. That's it. All right. All right. Okay. Now we do have. I have one more group. I have two more groups for you, and then we're done. Okay. Okay. All right. Champions League drama, ladies and gentlemen, man. You can't get rid of it, man. But um, Group G is a tight group, man. You have Lille on top with eight points. You have FC Salzburg in second with seven points, right? And you have Sevilla in third with six points, and then you have Wolfsburg in fourth with five points. Now, Wolfsburg will versus Lille, right? Wolfsburg will qualify if they win. They could finish top if the other game is drawn. Lille will qualify with, with a point, and they will top the group if they win, or if they draw and Salzburg don't win, right? Now, you have FC Salzburg versus Sevilla. Salzburg need a point to advance. Um, they can win the group with a victory if Lille fail to win, and Sevilla have to win the, to qualify which will be as a group winners if Lille lose. So, David, Wolfsburg versus Lille, who do you got, bro? I got Lille taking it, man. French, the French teams are going to get number one. So, you have so you have Lille winning, no ties, just Lille winning No at ties, all? they're going to win it. Now, I need the score, too. I need the score. Uh, I'm going to say 2-1. 2-1 Lille, okay. So, that, mean, that, puts them, that puts them on 11 points. Right, and then that would put Wolfsburg. That would eliminate Wolfsburg as a whole. Right. So now, Lille's won the group. Right. Wolfsburg is eliminated. Now this is for Europa League or Champions League. Sevilla versus Salzburg. Who do you got? I got Sevilla winning it, man. La Liga. La Liga's taking this one. They're gonna win by a score of three to one. Three, actually, no, three to two. Very. It's gonna be very intense. But then they're gonna go, and Sevilla's gonna get a game-winning goal. So, there it is. Sevilla's going through. Lille's going through. And Salzburg are dropping to the Europa League. Now, the last group. Here we go. You have Group H. Chelsea is top of the group with 12 points only on goal difference. Then you have Juventus, who's in second with 12 points, right? And Chelsea has a goal difference of of plus nine. And Juventus has a goal difference of plus three. Then you have Zenit with four points. And then you have Malmo with one, right? So, Juventus are versus Malmo. And Juventus needs to better Juventus need to better Chelsea result to win the group. And then you have Zenit versus Chelsea, and Chelsea need to match Juventus's result to win the group. So in other words, just tell me the scores of each game and who do you have winning? Chelsea's gonna win three nothing. And Ooh. Juventus is gonna win two nothing. So in other words, Chelsea's going Chelsea's up there and Juventus is, is second. All right, cool. There it is. All of it's decided, David. All of it is decided right there from you, my friend. And for the most part, the ones I didn't, the ones I didn't comment comment on, I somewhat agree with David. So that's why I didn't say anything. <laughs> so, I, I not, like, of course, not the Barcelona one. But you know, my yeah. my Portuguese guy, my Portuguese teams are taking it, bro. No, they're not. Porto, they're stop it. it! No, no, no. Yes, they are. Stop. They're taking it. And what about what about Sporting, bro? Sporting in second place, bro. I'm telling sporting. you, Sporting, Sporting, second, second place, place, Group what? C. Group C. Stop it. Second They're place. Through? Oh, my gosh. I need to look this up right now. I haven't even looked at I They didn't mention Group C, so I didn't look at it. Sporting is versing Ajax. So, that's going to be an interesting game. But, you know, 
I think Sporting, all three Portuguese teams, they're going to be on top. There we go. I re- I just connected. My bad. Oh, okay. Sorry. My bad about that. My bad. No worries. So you said, you said Porto Porto's going through. Porto, I meant sport, Sporting's going through. Sporting oh, Sporting's. Gonna, all three Portuguese teams are going to make it to the Champions League, man. I mean, no way. Oh, yeah. Is, oh my gosh, they're actually guaranteed to go through in second place. They're going to lose first round, though, for sure. Portugal stand up. Portugal stand up. No, Portugal sit down, bro. No, 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 no. Portugal stand up, guys. Let's do it. Hey, man. But without further ado, Dave, I'm going to hand it over to you because we're, we're already 20 minutes over time. But lead us into our last and the, the best segment, my guy. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, we move on to our last segment called the GOAT of the Week. And uh, the rules are simple. Me and Eric, we go over games that happen throughout the week. And this week is NBA. And uh, we go over the games that happen. And we look at the players' performances, their field goal percentage, their turnover ratio, yada, yada, all the stats. And we make a a, a top ten with five honorable mentions and top five with number one of our top five being considered the GOAT of the week. And not to confuse anyone, the GOAT of the week does not mean the greatest of all time. It's just a fun little spinoff of the best player. But we call it the GOAT of the week. Um, also, not to mention, David, either way, all Portuguese teams will all be in second place. Just letting you know. That means they're most likely going to go out. Just letting you know. Just oh, come you know. on. Why you got... No, 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 no. <laughs> We're going to beat Bayern Munich. We're going to keep beat Barcelona. Beat every single team in our path, except for Man United. Oh, my gosh. This guy, man. <laughs> yeah, because it's, it's, like, it's like written in the law of Portugal that they can't lose. They can't beat Ronaldo. This, that's not <laughs> they're not allowed to beat Ronaldo. But no, nah, it's gonna be Man United versus either Benfica, Sporting, or Porto in the final. Oh my god, this guy has lost his mind. <laughs> either way, man. Without further ado, like David said, we're going into into the goal of the week for NBA this week. And I'm not gonna list stats for this week, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just gonna tell you. Um, I'm just gonna tell you. Um, my top ten, right? And then David's gonna tell you his top ten. And then after that, we're gonna go over our. Our um NBA Go of the Week bracket that we've created as well that we uh, mentioned a couple shows ago. But without further ado, David, are you ready? Let's do it. Oh, I'm just gonna go right into it, man. No stats, just the straight, straight, um, quick fire. I guess you could say. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, at number ten, I have the Indiana Pacer, Demontis Sabonis. At number nine, I have the Phoenix Sun, DeAndre Ayton. At number eight, I have the Denver Nugget, Nikola Jokic. At number seven, I have the New Orleans Pelican, Brandon Ingram. At number six, I was very happy to put this guy in here. I have the Cleveland Cavalier, Jarrett Allen. Congrats to all those guys that have made the honorable mentions. Now to go into the top five, ladies and gentlemen. Here we go. So at number five. We have none other than the Chicago Bull, Zach Levine, man. We put him great numbers, great scoring numbers, and great shooting as well. Great numbers. But at number four, I have another Chicago Bull in DeMar DeRozan. Another Chicago Bull putting up great – they're basically putting up identical numbers, man. Amazing, amazing stats from both of these guys right there. That's why he's my number four. But at number three, man, this guy – his team isn't performing that well, but, you know, his, his stats are kind of under the radar because his team is not performing that well. And that guy 
owns the owns Madison Square Garden. That man is Trey Young, man. Trey Young has been performing amazing, getting constant double doubles, constant number of great assists, right, and great scoring as well. He could improve his shooting just a little bit, but overall, just amazing stats from Trey Young, right. And then to go on to the number two position, man. This guy, another great week for him, man. Going back to back in my top in my top list, man. Or my top ten. That man is Jason Tatum, the Boston Celtic. He's having crazy scoring numbers, man. Dropped 37 points this week. 37. Oh my gosh, man. He's absolutely insane. He also had a double double, crazy numbers. But unfortunately, Jason Tatum, you could not beat out this one man. And this guy just had the definition of consistency. Good shooting and great stats, man. Without further ado, drum roll, please. My goal of the week is the Utah Jazz player, Donovan Mitchell, man. Donovan Mitchell had, I don't think there was one game where he didn't have 30 plus points. That's ridiculous. Dude, that dude was averaging 30 this week. What? Come on, bro. Absolutely insane stats. Great, great stuff for Donovan Mitchell. Congratulations. You are my first, for the first time, you are my GOAT of the week. David, how are you feeling? That we have two different lists. Oh, my Not God. even close. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Not oh even my- close. Oh, no. I'm nervous now. Oh, no. What do you mean? Not even close. Not even not close. Even close. Our, our, our numbers are totally not totally off, but they're 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 off. Oh gosh. Okay. All right. I'm gonna mute and myself. Just like Eric, I'm not gonna be listing stats because we are over time. But we move on to my honorable mentions, and at number ten, I have the Denver Nugget, Nikola Jokic. At number nine, I have the New York Knicks, Julius Randle. Uh, at number eight, I have the New Orleans Pelicans, uh, and uh, Brandon Ingram. At number seven, I have the Chicago Bulls, Zach Levine. Number six, I have the Brooklyn Net, Kevin Durant. At number five, now this is when we get a little bit, a little bit, you know, heavy. In, we get a little bit hot and heavy right here. Number five, I have the Atlanta Hawks, Trey Young. Um, double doubles in every single game, impressive numbers. At number four, I have the Boston Celtics, Jason Tatum. He had a 26 point game, 37 point game, and a 31 point game. Awesome numbers. At number three, I have the Utah Jazz player, Donovan Mitchell. Tremendous scoring, like Eric said, 30-plus points in all three of his games. But the reason why I didn't put him that high is because everything else was a little bit short. The rebounds were a little bit low. The assists were a little bit low. Turnovers are a little bit high. But great scoring for him. At number two, I have the Chicago Bull, DeMar DeRozan. DeMar DeRozan was popping off against teams like Charlotte, New York Knicks, and Brooklyn. He was the leader of that team throughout those games, and that's why he's number two. But I thought very, very, uh, very. Uh, I guess we thought very differently about this guy. And uh, Eric, without further ado, before I give it away, this guy is a first timer on my go of the week. And uh, before I give it away, please cue that drum roll. I got to go with the Cleveland Cavalier, Jared Allen. First-timer on my GOAT of the week, man. He played four games this week, and that could be a possibility why I put him up there, but his numbers don't lie. 28 points against Dallas, shot 70% from the field. He has 14 rebounds, three assists, one block, no two turnovers. Great game. 
great game. Jared Allen threw 20-plus points against the Dallas Mavericks team. Awesome. Double-doubles in every single one of his games this season. And then against Miami, he had 19 points, shot 87% from the field. He had 11 rebounds, one assist, five blocks. Oh, my gosh, and only three turnovers. And we move on to the Washington Wizards when he played. He had 28 points, shot 76% from the field, uh, 13 rebounds, two assists, one steal, two blocks, only three turnovers. His defense was on fire throughout these four games. But also he's scoring effectively and getting those boards, as always. But And then in his last game against Utah, he had 17 points, shot 50, uh, 58% from the field, 100% from the free throw. 10 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 steals, 2 blocks, only 2 turnovers. He loved the number 2 in that game. And uh, congratulations, Jared Allen, on being my first timer on the Go to the Week. I know it's a huge honor, so take that proudly, man. You know, even though I listen, like, I thought you meant you picked different players. That's why I thought. Oh, you didn't, uh, realistically, you didn't pick that much different players, only a couple. I'm not going to complain. Okay, I thought you were going to make a big complaint about it. No, because when I looked at the stat sheet, I was, my mouth was, was hit, the, hit the floor too. So I'm not going to complain, Jared. And, and I was so happy to put, I was happy to put him in my honorable mentions. You know what I mean? I wanted to put him higher, but yeah. I, I felt like it. And for you to put him number one, do I agree? No, obviously. But like, I, I, I don't think it's worth complaining about because I don't think it's, I don't think it's like blasphemous. I don't think it's outrageous. You know, okay. like he was cracked. Like he was cracked this this week. His defensive stat. Did he have like he, like you talk? You said like two steals, two blocks. Freaking one steal, five blocks. Like what? What are you talking about? You know it's what insane. I mean? So I I honestly like I don't disagree. I'm not. I can't say I do agree. You know what I mean? Because like I clearly picked Donovan Mitchell, but like I'm not mad at it. I'm honestly not mad at it. As okay, as I, I was totally not expecting that. So I'm not mad yeah. at this either. I'm, I've come to, like, realize, in my opinion, like, as long as – I don't think, for the most part, as long as we don't just have, like – as long as you don't just don't have, like, someone, like, crazy on top, I don't get mad, right? Like, or, like, as long as we have the same similar players around, like, the similar range, you know, I don't get mad. Yeah. But if I snub somebody, I'm going to let you know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I don't think you snubbed anyone. I mean, I would have, like – I'm surprised you didn't put DeAndre Ayton in there. But, like, at the same time, like, I don't, like, yeah, you know, like, it, 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 it doesn't matter. You know, mm-hmm. did you wait before we before we move on? Do you you know I put Debatis Sabonis in there, right? No, why? Oh my gosh, bro! I have to lead you to stat line. I'm not even gonna lie to you. The rest of his stat line was not amazing, but I saw this one stat line. I was like, I I can't not like I literally can't. And it I think this is a little bit maybe a little bit of favoritism. I'm not a Demontis Sabonis fan, but it could have had a little bit of favoritism towards it in a sense. But let me just read you. This, this, the on Monday, November 29th, he versus the Minnesota Timberwolves, bro. DeMontis Sabonis, 16 points, shot five for 12, right? Not amazing. He had 16 points, 25 rebounds, and 10 assists. <laughs> what? Are you joking? He had four turnovers, 16 points, 25 rebounds, and 10 assists. That's the great dude. He had a triple double, and his biggest stat. Was was twenty five rebounds? What? Um, <laughs> I saw that. And I was like, "There's no way I can't put him on my list." I'm like, "I have to." I'm like, "I have to mention this guy." There's no way I can't mention twenty five. Imagine I, in my head the way it went. I was like, "Imagine I'm mentioning someone that had twenty five rebounds, ten assists, and sixteen points." I'm like, "I can't do it, dude." It, like the rest of his stats, like technically, yeah, I shouldn't have re- realistically. He probably doesn't get in there, 
But like at one at one point he came off the bench for one of the games. And I was like, what is going on? But <laughs> yeah. Overall, man, like bro, that one game had me shook. Like crazy shook. I was like, this guy is going in here. I don't care if he's ten, he's going in here. <laughs> but, no, he had an awesome game, that's true. Yeah, man. But without further ado, let's go ahead and update our list for the people, man, because we just got it down. Yeah? What for NBA or NFL? NBA, NBA. We'll do NFL on Thursday. We'll do NFL on Thursday. NFL, NBA. I did not update it yet. Oh well, I'll go. I'll say mine first, and while I'm doing that, you want to update it really quick? Yeah, I'll do it. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, basically, um, this is, we'll just do this really quick, and then we'll wrap up the show. But um, for we've decided to do this one thing where we can kind of keep track. Um, I feel like the, I feel like me and David thought this was a good way to um keep um keep track of like the MVP race in a sense by stats. Right, because we do we do base this thing off stats and other other players play and certain things like that, right? And basically create a point system for the goal of the week. And the way it works is number ten, right? The the lowest player on the list would get one point, and the highest player on the list, number one, would get ten points. And it will go up and down. So like Donovan Mitchell is gets ten points for me this week. Um, Jack Allen gets ten points for um David this week, and then my second one is Jason Tatum, so he gets nine points. Trey Young gets eight points. Um, Demar gets seven points, and you get you get the gist of it, you know, so on and so forth. So we've been keeping track of this since the since the day we started go to the weeks, right? And while David is getting his list together, I'm gonna go ahead and list you, David. What do you do? Top fifteen, top fifteen, or top ten? Yeah, I say top. Looking at the time, top five. Oh, top five. All right, cool, cool, cool. All right, so I'm I'm gonna go ahead and tell you the way and the way the sport the the, um, the scoring works. Say if two um players are tied. Right, the tiebreaker would be the amount of go the weeks that they have, right? And say if that's tied as well, whoever got it first will be higher than the other person, right? But without further ado, I'm gonna go ahead and give you guys my top five. So, in number five, I have Steph Curry with 24 points and one go of the week, right? At number four, breaking into the top five, shockingly, in my opinion, I have Jason Tatum. With 25 points and no goes to the week, by the way, 20, just 25, just 25 points. Then at number three, I have Kevin Durant with 28 points, but no goes to the week, right? At number two, I have Giannis Antetokounmpo with 29 points and one go of the week. And at number one, I have none other than Nikola Jokic with 34 points and one go of the week. Dude is five points clear, bro. Five points clear. Nikola Jokic is a beast, man. But though that is my top five right there. Let me know what you guys think about that. And David, you can go ahead and you have yours ready or not? Give me, give me two seconds. All right. While you do, while you're doing that, I'm just gonna list my top ten. Then I'm just gonna like just like five time. But at number okay. ten, I have Zach Levine with 17 points. At number nine, I still have Jimmy Butler with 18 points and one goal of the week. At number eight, I have Anthony Davis with 22 points. Just myself. At number seven, I have Demar Derozan with 20. Points and one goal of the week. At number six, I have Trey Young with 24 points and one goal of the week. So those are my MVP standings for this year, ladies and gentlemen. Nicole Jokic, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Kevin Durant, Jason Tatum, and Steph Curry. Now, keep in mind, right? This is a this list. Uh, this list updates every single week, so it's not. It doesn't really go by. It kind of grabs. It grabs wins. It also grabs the stats. It gets everything. You know what I mean? So I think that's a, and. By the end of the season, I think the list will not lie to us. I think the list will be good. But I got it. I, I agree with my list. I think Nicole Jokic should be MVP by the end of the season. But without further ado, David, go ahead. So am I doing top ten or top five? Um, you do top five. I only did top ten because 
trying mm-hmm. to buy time. <laughs> so at number five, I have Anthony Davis with 21 points. Oh, wow. Number four, I have Steph Curry with 25 points and one go to the week. At number three, I have Kevin Durant with 26 points and one go to the week. At 27, I have Giannis Antetokounmpo with 27. And surprisingly, at number one, I have Trey Young with 32 points and one go to the week. Wow, Trey Young? Yeah. Trey Young's the MVP, the guy that owns, the, owns your favorite building? <laughs> I guess so. His guy. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to mess with you. All right. Okay, cool. So we roughly do have everyone in, like, the same top ten, though. You know what I mean? Like, we have a, roughly, like, the same amount. But, listen, that's all that she wrote for for the goal of the week right there. There it is. Donovan Mitchell's the goal of the week. Um, and Jared Allen's the goal of the week. There it is, man. But yeah. without further ado, David, I'm going to throw it over to you. Just, just, oh, I just dropped bars. You heard that? Without further ado, David, I'm going to throw it over to you. Sorry. So, <laughs> what's, what's it called? Um, David, go ahead and wrap the show up for us, my guy. All right, sounds good. I just want to say thank you to everyone who took the time out of the day just to listen to us. You know, we appreciate you guys. You guys are awesome, and don't forget it. Also, if you're new here on the Stay Rap, Stay Rap is where we do our live shows if you're listening on any other platform. So if you want to listen to us do our live shows, give us all your messages, interact with us. You can click us on the Stereo app. We much appreciate it. But also, if you're here and new here, please follow us on the Stereo app and so you can get updates when we go live. Also, to get to know our brand a little bit more, Dini Takeover, you can follow our Instagram. That's where you get to know your posts and like all that stuff. We just posted a New England Patriots video uh, in the afternoon today, so please go check that out. And uh, the, the Instagram name is official underscore DE underscore takeover. Like I say, I'll say it again, official underscore DE underscore takeover. So please, that's where you get your updates on when we go live, interact with our posts, DM us, whatever you want. That's what we're there for. But also, if you want to get to know your co-host of the show, me and Eric, you can follow my Instagram. It's David underscore Rod underscore O2, and Eric's is Eric underscore Hines 16. Beautiful. So please go give those a follow. Also, uh, we do have YouTube. It is called d Takeover. You might have to put in all caps. We know we're not that big yet, yet being the keyword. But uh, we have two videos up at the moment, a basketball 1v1 challenge and a soccer challenge. So please like and comment on those videos. And uh, please subscribe to our d Takeover uh, channel. But we have many many upcoming uh topics and uh videos that we have to do but uh, we just had a busy schedule you know we got finals week coming up so we have a lot of stuff going on but we will definitely get those going for you guys but other than that everything if you're listening on other platforms like spotify apple podcast or anchor app wherever you listen to your podcast we are available on all those platforms and whatever you listen to on this app it gets edited down whatever you listen to on the stereo app gets edited down and put on to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcast. So please follow us and uh, review our podcast on both Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And uh, tell us if you guys like it and tell us if we need to improve because we love love criticism. We love making this show a family-friendly and uh, awesome show. And uh, hopefully it keeps on growing. And hopefully you guys can be involved with it. But other than that, be sure to tune in on Thursday, 7 p.m. And uh, see if we got our predictions right in NFL, see if I come back with that lead. In NBA, see if Eric comes back with his uh, with, with that lead on NBA, and uh, see our go to the week, our big deal, not a big deal. And most importantly, we got the NFL go to the week coming to you on Thursday, so don't you don't want to miss it. Well, that was perfectly said, David. Thank you for that, my guy. And without further ado, just to wrap it up, you know we appreciate every single one of you guys for popping up for these shows all the time. Again, if you haven't already. Share the show for us. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Tell your cousins, neighbors, dogs, uncle. I don't know who.
But tell anybody what's yeah. going And also, um, if you haven't followed yet, please drop a follow for us on the stay app and put on the post notification so you can know when we go live. Um, enjoy the family, man. But other than that, um, we appreciate every single one of you guys for tuning into this show. Um, thank you guys so much for the support. And with that being said, it's been your boy, Easy E, Eric Hines. And your boy, the Oracle, D-Rod. And we're out. Peace. Peace.